Damn, Ty, you made this bitch too? The fuck got into you? I'm been stuck by a trip when I walk. I'm bringing pressure they run when I walk. I kick the bitch out of the G, told her walk. Yeah, I jump on these beats and I walk. Slide, keep on sliding, walk. Object, keep on down, walk. Spin around, spin around, walk. Step down, step down, walk. Mm, Hellcat came with results. The switch out on me must be lost. Can't be cold at the boss. Can't paint me back, it close. Your bitch in hell, she getting toast. Yes, sir. Black Print Radio. Are we working? Are we on? Are we live? I don't know. Are we? Yeah, we are. We are. We live. We live. J five here. Josh P is in the building. You know what? It's funny. I'll pause a little bit because it's just in my head. Um, what more can I say? The intro of that yeah. Jay Z was just playing yeah. just now. I don't know why. <laughs> just in my head, that was just going real quick. Are you but, not entertained? Yeah, man. Are you not entertained? We got. This is a special show. Very special. We've been doing this show for nearly a year, Josh. Yeah. Almost a year. In, yeah. in about um three months, four months here. And it's the first time we've been able to have kind of the all the powers connected at one at one time. MC is here, but he's not behind the boards. He's in front of the boards, in front of us. <laughs> this uh, time, yeah, I'm, I'm more so. I'm more so over to the side here, but definitely still visible, definitely still seen. It feels a whole lot different being able to do this live compared to staring at staring at it through a computer. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we're in my makeshift studio, which is gonna get. I was telling MC it's gonna get changed around. So next time, <laughs> Josh, even you come right here, it's gonna be different again. Yeah, but. uh I'm liking the vibe though. It's the, funny. This is also the first episode I'm drinking wine while recording. Uh, it's the way you feel. I usually just smoke blunts while recording, but today <laughs> I smoked the blunt on the way here because I was stressed. <laughs> what were you stressed about? Oh my god, fantasy football killing me oh this week. Oh my god. See, that's the thing. That's one thing I love about Josh. Like nothing stresses you except fantasy football. Man, and I love football. <laughs> like foot. Like I saw my girl the other day. Like Sundays yeah. are like so special to me now. Yeah. Like you understand. Like I'd be like on Saturday. Like it's Sunday tomorrow. Like amp. <laughs> But, um, oh, man, Alvin Kamara, bro. Why you go all the way to London and don't play? Wait, so the Rams are playing in... The Rams play tomorrow, okay. Monday. Uh, we're going to beat the 49ers. But you're still wearing the, the jersey. Yeah, I'll just, you know... It's a superstition it's Sunday, thing. so I'll just get dressed. Okay, superstitious <laughs> thing, okay. Yeah, uh, I got another jersey to wear tomorrow. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. MC, we're going to talk about your LA escapades. Sure. On Patreon. Absolutely. Yeah. We're all sitting here. My thing about like trying to create this office space is that it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. The L shape is kind of nice, though. I, I don't I, want it. <laughs> it's out of here. Is it, is it, is it the space? Because I feel like a lot of people are looking for L shapes right now. Because L shapes are for like really kind of smaller type rooms because it fills up your room. I'm not looking for that. I'm yeah. looking for just a straight desk with room for like us to do this in here. And I noticed I had made a mistake when I had when I was trying to record here just regularly. And then when, when Josh came over here for Amp Radio on uh, last week, and I was like, "Damn, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna accommodate us for long." So I have to actually like move shit down. Like space is very much a big issue right now mm-hmm. for me. Not not like there's enough space for myself and one other person. But if we were trying to do like the show here weekly, I want to make sure that it's comfortable for you guys. We got something going on. You know what I'm saying? Like something's going on here. So obviously we, we I haven't even been in this new house for like a whole month yet. So mm. bear with me, guys. I'm sorry. No need to apologize. I feel. Yeah. I feel. Don't like, mind the dust. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Seriously. Like. Seriously. I'm like. I don't even want to like set everything up yet because it's just not ready. I don't want to hang. I want to hang up, up my. Bro. We got mad Gundams and shit behind me. <laughs> shit built. 
I gotta set up my skateboards and all this other shit. So, uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be working on that uh, as as it comes. But uh, Patreon, you'll be able to see the video of the mixture. I don't have anything cool behind me. Uh, MC and Josh have all the cool shit behind them. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I just got my monitor, <laughs> and I'm sitting in front of the ring light. So again, you guys seeing it from like we getting out the mud. Yeah, today nah, we getting it really real, out the yeah, mud. Like nah, we've been getting out the mud. Yeah, shout out to everybody that's in this ride because this shit's about to get real, real. Uh, it's about I, to get I real. I don't even want to say bumpy, but it's about, to, <laughs> it's, about, it's about to get crazy. I'm telling y'all, this shit about to go wild. Well, some, someone uh, texted me the other day, Josh, and was like, "It's about that time for the ancient funny list." Oh yeah, it's coming. I've been thinking about it a little bit. It was um, it was random because I was just like, why don't you just like DM you or just at you on Twitter and ask you? It was like, hey, could you ask Josh what's up on oh, no, that it's list? That, it's that time of year where people start like, yo, like I, somebody hit me up yesterday, like, man, every year I'm waiting, man. I think this is my year. <laughs> it actually is that person's year, though. I'm not even gonna give you a preview, but that, they had a great year. But um, yeah, no, nah, the list is coming. Um, you know, start uh start jockeying for position, everybody. Jockeying <laughs> for position is crazy. Josh, like you know what? Speaking of jockeying for position, I want everyone to remember that Josh said that, right? Yeah. Because this past week, MC was trying to do some social videos for us, obviously for our amp show. Yeah. If you haven't seen the commercials, go on our um account or Instagram. Or the go on the amp account. Or know, go on the amp, amp account. We are we are or catch one of them pre rolls. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all over that shit. So on one of the ads. Josh says, loquacious hot takes. And I know y'all have heard it. Yeah, I couldn't believe I said that. So, so Josh said, are these captions wrong? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I have to go back and like watch that. And I was like, I said that? Man, hey, shout out to Fidel. Um, you know, just shout out to me, man, my, my vast vocabulary. So that was, was a great word, Lo- it loquacious. Was, it was MC and Josh going back and forth for 10 minutes like, Josh said, I definitely didn't say that. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's literally right here. And he's like, show me the video. I'm like, okay, I mean, I, I'll show it. I don't know where that, that, man, I must have just been like, that must have been like the word of the day. I was just like, oh, shit, this is a perfect day. He used this word. <laughs> you got a word of the day app? No, oh, man. You know, that shit just be popping up. Lo- loquacious hot takes. Have, has anyone ever like said something that they don't fucking remember? Because the thing about it is, Josh, I was there that morning. I had to even come in the chat and say, Hey, I was there. You definitely said it. I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. But then I had on some Fidel shorts that day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was early. Like, they got me in my best. Like, they got me fresh <laughs> off the wake up. Like, fresh brain. Fresh everything. It was good. That was so, good. wait. As the day goes on, loquacious, the, the chances of that being said goes down. Yeah, you know. Start drinking this wine. Jesus Christ. Hitting the Fidel's. My yeah. thing was, what's wrong with the word loquacious, though? No, that's a good word. It's a little... It's a little um, <laughs> It's cool. It's a good it's, word. It's cool. You know, words be having little like, look, look, like, like you got a lot going on in the tongue. Loquacious, like <laughs> be a stripper's name if you if you got real like loquacious. If there was a stripper named Loquacious. She'd be the most popular be, one there. Yeah, she talked it, 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 down. She probably be getting all the money. Yeah, there's there's no there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, we had Amp last week or this week or last week. Now that we're saying last this, week, last yeah. week with Matt McNeil. That was a great episode. It was a great episode. One of my, one of my. We always say this, and we're not saying this to boost, boost ourselves up. No, we're saying but, this because like it's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a great conversation. Shout out to Matt, man. Like he, I said it during the episode too. But like guests like that are the reason why I want to do the black print. Like yeah. I just want to show people, other people who work behind the scenes, right. who you know are are kind of you know not front facing, not being the rapper, but are making an impact in in the industry. And really, you know, making a name for themselves. And, you know, Matt's one of those guys that 
you know, I'm lucky to call a friend. And Absolutely. He, he was a great guest. Yeah, he, he was an amazing guest. I didn't know he was in the real Boston Richie, but, you know. Yeah, it's I, funny. He was one of the, <laughs> the first people that, like, industry people that brought him up to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, you hip. Like, it, like yeah. I'm like, okay. like, Bro, I'm telling you, I, I I call it, man, every time, man. I got an ear. I got an ear for stars, man. I you, should be an young scooter's son. <laughs> I actually watched that last night, dude. I'm man, I was up late last night. I watched fucking real Boston Richie on Tony the Closer. What? You, you know Tony the Closer? Uh uh-uh. He's like a he's like a financial advisor, like one of them YouTube nigga financial why advisors. Is it, why real listen, real Boston Richie's like road to, to fame has been so weird for the past So month. weird. But it's funny. <laughs> so this guy doesn't never really interviews younger artists. He always yeah. interviews older people yeah. and not, Really, not even too many artists. And yeah. one of his artists, like someone like Rick Ross. Yeah. Like, you know, it's someone in that financial business. <laughs> like over 20 million. Yeah. Million. Real Boston Richie, he he said it too. He's like, he ran, he was asking a lot of people around him, like, who's the hottest young nigga? And they kept yeah. saying him. Wow. And that's what made him interview him. And then, you know, he, the interview was so awkward though, because the guy doesn't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, man. So like, tell, like, tell us about your latest uh, song or something like that. He's like, I just dropped the whole tape. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But no, it was a great interview. He he talked about how he linked with Future, and he yeah. just he really talked about how much Future is just an influence. I feel like a real bankable star there with um with Real Boston Richie, especially on free bands. I said, man, c- casinos there, man. It might be it might be a rap. It might be signed, and then and then it happened, man. Real Boston Richie, real one. One of my favorite tapes of the year, also. Um, but Matt McNeil for every, for anyone who's on Patreon. Uh, make sure that you listen to that, and this will be connected to the end of this episode as well. It's, it's, we went like a good hour, yeah, that good, day. We went conversation. A, we, yeah. we went a good hour. He talked about stories with J Cole, stories with with Drake and J Cole, story with Heavy D that I didn't even I didn't even know. You mm-hmm. had to be heard to be believed. Yeah, the Heavy D story is crazy, and the Drake story is crazy too. Like, yeah. just you know, actively trying to make them guys friends. I think that was something that was needed. Yeah, and, yeah. You you gotta have a conversation. You gotta have a heat check, and, yeah, yeah. and that was that was super important. Um, MC. There was something you wanted us to, to look at, a list of some sort. Oh, yes. There was something that I found on Twitter. Um, it was about the 100 greatest TV shows. We have covered television for the most, um, for a good amount of time on the black print. Yeah. Of our opinions on certain shows. Um, things who, who, who made the list? Rolling Stone. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't even, I really, I, I shout out to Rolling Stone because I do some of And I would, you know, I would, I would love to be on the cover of Rolling Stone one day. But, um, I don't really y'all list be cap, so let's let's hear it, Mark. If you were on the cover of Rolling Stone, though, Josh, as I load up this list, uh, what would you like your headline to be? Um, loquacious. The cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd just be like Josh P's the cool. <laughs> the cool. I like. Yeah. I like the cool. No search key. Get out of here, um, nigga. Why, why not? The, why not the cool? Yeah, they describe it. it. They should call me that in high school, man. They're gonna <laughs> describe it. The cool. I drove by your high school the other day. Oh man. I said, how the fuck did you go to this high school? Hollywood High, man. Shout out to the Sheiks. I said, how the fuck did you go to this? Like, as a, as a child, there's no way you come out of that with a regular brain. Man, I, I love It's funny. Everybody always kind of like, people in LA always kind of tease me about going to Hollywood High, but yeah. I absolutely loved it. And, but what was it like there? Like, I mean, high school was interesting in LA just because like, if you was like young and like popping, like you yeah. just, you knew niggas from every school. Yeah. So like, it was never like I didn't know the niggas at Fairfax and Westchester yeah. and all the little popping schools. But, um... Going to Hollywood was interesting just because, like, first of all, I didn't have to get dressed every day. Yeah. And really? Even, like, I oh, mean, it, was, it was uniforms? 
No, it wasn't uniform. Oh. Just even just getting fly. Like it's like, yeah. nigga, it's Hollywood high. Like nigga, yeah. I could come in whatever. But I was getting fly. <laughs> people knew me for that. But it was just interesting, man. Like it just was a different type of thing. But I always trip off the fact that it was just so easy to leave school and like that's what Hollywood, like Hollywood Boulevard's right there. That's what like, I can't, I can't like yeah. mentally, I can't break through because if you leave school in Virginia. Your ass is getting truant. They have truancy officers to drive well, LA, around. I think it's a little different. So I think LA has some type of thing where they let some people out at lunch and yeah. things like that. So yeah. that shit kind of went down. But I just remember like every day at lunch, I would go piece up and get high with the homies yeah. and get some Chinese <laughs> food and go back to my fifth and sixth period but you're, and eat in class. But you're right by the strip, right? So it's yeah. like you're right by the strip. You could just go right over there. At any time, yeah. it could be a movie premiere that day. I saw, or something like I that. saw, nigga, I, I ditched school to go stand in line to see Jay Z perform on Kimmel. He like shut down Hollywood so Boulevard crazy. when he did um Kingdom Come album. That's so crazy. Yeah, well, terrible I, album to do that for. I, I know, but I was right in front, bro. I remember I reached my hand out, Memphis Bleak hit my hand. <laughs> Bleak, <laughs> you just like take me over the stage, nigga. Wrong head. Come yeah, on. I was like wrong person. Ho, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that was dope though. Yeah, no, nah, shout out to um Hollywood High. That is, that is crazy. Like I, I drew past it. Y'all got a crazy mural of just random I'm celebrities. I'm to get on the mural. Actually, I don't, you could. People even go there. I, I absolutely think I would. Like honestly, I'm about to go petition for that. I got you know. I just got my B Max Social Impact Award. Hey, <laughs> we're gonna talk here, about that know, today. Out here, you know. Hey, man, we're gonna talk about that today too. But I mean, they got Furious Styles on that mural. You can fucking be on there. I know mural. they got Brandy. <laughs> I they need some more diversity up there. Blackface, cool little fade. Yeah, put me up there. They gonna put, say your fade right? Yeah. Oh man, they gotta get my fade right. I, you know, I was just tripping off the other day. I think a Boosie was hot. He saw his fade on the uh, rap snacks. <laughs> they fucked his fade up on the rap snacks. <laughs> Oh, oh God! No, for my fame, I can't have you out here like this. <laughs> but but MC has I take another I take another drag of these Sour Patch Kids, and this is not a name of a weed. This is actual Sour Patch Kids. Uh, what's on this list? I'm about to say is that a hashtag ad right now? You nah, know, Sour no, Patch no. Bag. Hey, we need it. Sour Patch Bag. We damn right near low key. I just noticed it's like damn near every time we record, either Josh is eating some fucking sour gummy candy or yeah. I'm eating some sour gummy candy. That's it never fucking fails. I'm a candy fiend, bro. I got like a bag. I was I went to like one of the little candy things where they weigh it like a pound. Like <laughs> I spent thirty dollars. God damn. I'm like, God damn, it was like a pound and a half or some shit. I'm like, this shit. Okay, so hundred greatest television shows of all time. You can easily Google this. Pops up immediately on Rolling Stone. Where would you like me to start? You want me to start top twenty, or do you want me to bring you directly to the top ten? Because we're not going to go through all hundred on this list. Top fifteen. Top fifteen. Okay. Do you have a general idea of what would come into this top five, top ten? No, I haven't even looked at it. I don't think Josh has either. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Come on. I can't. Like, I don't really. I, don't, I was just thinking, like, is this like a blacklist? Like, what, what kind of? Oh list boy. They, they're not gonna have Martin on here. Jamie Foxx show. Um. There is. Is Martin on there? There is a possibility. We will see if Martin is on here, but we'll start from fifteen. Okay. Uh. 15 is the Larry Sanders show on See, HBO. Like, I didn't even really watch that. I was young. I was too young to watch that show. Too yeah. young to watch that? Okay. So I watched our list, though. I would watch our list. Yeah. Okay, so that's number 15. Number 14 is The Americans on FX. Definitely don't watch that shit. I've seen that. That's I, like I've a spy shit. I heard it was good. I mean, it might be, but I ain't watching that shit. That's 15 of all time? Of yeah, you're right. you're right. Of all time? <laughs> would be at least around 80 other Come shows. Come on, man. Breaking Back show is better than that. <laughs> Okay, so we're 0 for 2 right now. Okay, number like 3. Like, the Americans, hold on, though. The Americans like a, is like a fake-ass uh, homeland. So, like, where, but it's like, it's like a, a period piece homeland. I'm starting, mm. I'm starting to feel like Josh is watching Where's the homeland? Show. Are you, are you no, feeling I, like that? I, I, I tried to watch it, and I was just like, I'm not trying to watch this old doo-wop, 1920s-ass shit. <laughs> doo-wop. Yeah. Okay, number 13 is Veep 
on HBO. I never watched it. It's a white show, go on. Yeah. Okay. The white shows. It's over three right now. Uh, number twelve is the Twilight Zone on CBS. See that damn there should be higher. That should get yeah. it. That show was on for like twenty years or some yeah. shit. They say in the TV's first golden age of the 50s and 60s, the anthology drama was king and Rod Serling's collection of fantastical stories set in the middle ground between be light higher. and shadow, between yeah. science and superstition. That I like Twilight. Yeah, that's yeah, that higher. higher. That's my top five. Some classics came out of that one. I uh, can't name them, so don't ask me to, but I'm pretty sure something happened. Number 11 that is in front of that is Succession on HBO. It should be higher. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Have you, have you watched it? I, I haven't. I've watched like the first two seasons or something. Succession should be. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Succession should definitely be top ten. It's cool. Okay, let's jump. To our a, top. Man, this is gonna sound so bad, man. Oh man, go ahead. Go. Why not? We need. No, nah, when need I be watching like Succession industry, like I be watching shows with so many white characters, it'd be hard to like tell the characters apart and like the names. And, like oh, it'd be hard. It's hard. They I, all look alike. They, huh? all, they do. They blend into each other. It's, that's it's terrible to say and think. And I, if you feel like that about black people, any other race, race that's not your own, I, I, I totally understand. You get it. Oh my god, I understand. I, Come on, man. We all got our little whatever the fucks we got. I'm not mad at it. Whatever the fucks we got. Yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen any of these. What is what is Succession about? Oh my god, it's kind of like um, it's like a billion. It's like a billionaire that owns like a media conglomerate. He gets sick and he's stepping down and like it's about his kids like taking over his business, trying to get the yeah. The whole drama is who's going to get control of the of the company, but the actual father is trying to to retain control of it too. It's kind of like, um, have, are, you, are you familiar with the uh, Rupert Murdoch and um, Fox? And That's what I was going to say. Was, I literally was about to say Rupert Murdoch. but No, but all of that sounds like some bus family shit. So I actually am kind of interested. Yeah, it's like, I it's, mean. It's a little, it's a little more money I mean, than that. But, yeah. it's, it's, but that's this general same concept. Yeah. It's like, you know, million dollar father and like who's taking over. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. It's, it's actually a really good concept. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, it's hard for me to keep track. I'll be watching Doom with so much. I'm, I'm like, man, who the fuck is who? Like. But it is one the, the chick on there, uh, Shiv. Shiv. Everyone loves Shiv. Shiv is dope. Shiv is a big name. <laughs> Shiv is dope. Yeah, fucking Shiv. Uh huh. <laughs> Both of you have big in, been in big media areas. Does it stay authentic to that, or do they think they you think, you think I, they hype it up a little bit? It's so much higher level than yeah. I've been. It's higher yeah, level than yeah. I. Yeah, I, it's I don't like think. owning. It's like owning media companies. I like, think the, the closest they got was one of one of the companies they owned was like a complex. Yeah, that, and that's yeah. why I actually oh, wow. appreciate it because it's like it, it feels like it's like oh, like I own Complex and I own Washington Post and mm. like how, how does this like how does this business make money and like how like my blocking stories it's all a little it's so it's positive yeah because they own it's dope. they own liberal and Republican publications yeah. oh wow and so like the but the comp but the the they frame it in one in one instance that if you're cool with the Roy's which is the family on the show. You're going to be the next presidential candidate, mm-hmm. and so there was one episode where they're like, "Yo, we need to figure out if we're going to back a Republican or or a liberal or a Democrat." Yeah, and that was, and, and you get to see how they how they figure that out. It's actually pretty cool. It's funny. Um, I want to apologize to people who actually watch the show and who are listening. I feel like we're describing the show terribly for you guys, <laughs> but it's but it's a good show. Check it out. You guys actually should. Yeah, this is some. This is from somebody who has a complete blind perspective. I have no idea. From I'm literally o, o for five on this top fifteen right now. I'm so. actually looking at the next one. I want you to read it. I can see it already, but this is just like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so number ten, we'll jump to the top ten right now. Number ten is the Mary Tyler Moore Show. What on we're gonna, CBS? We're gonna make it after all. We're gonna. I don't make even it. like that's like some old. See, that's why I was like these shows are old TV. Like, what, what was Sanford what was on, the that, age, on this list? What was the age of the people making this list? That's my thing. Like 
were they 20 and up or were they like 30 I mean, 40 and up it's like some 30 year olds you know these niggas are still trying to write because like shit. i feel like when you make these lists you i feel like they gotta they, they gotta be well we gotta show respect to mary tyler moore i'm just like that's exactly what it <laughs> is the first line is along with cheers it's the gold standard for ensemble cheers. comedy blending sparking dialogue with unexpected heart and a cast of actors who seem born to trade punchlines with one another so on for know, seven years. I know Cheers. I know Cheers is going to be on the top ten. Go ahead, Mark. All right, number nine, Atlanta on FX. That's interesting. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I love Atlanta. I'm sorry. Of course you're not mad at it. Like, <laughs> of course you're not mad at it. It feels high. Is it but... too early for that? I mean, shit. They have fucking Secession on here. Is it too early? If you can put Secession on this list and say it should be higher, then Atlanta should be right up alongside but I feel, it. I feel like I feel like in terms of just like. I feel like in terms of like the HBO prestige, they that's probably why they would be up there in the in Niggas the top talking 10. about prestige HBO prestige. Hey, that's HBO like don't some, miss. That's not white people. <laughs> that sounds like miss. white glaze. I'm not trying white to be. Prestige. I'm not trying to be racist either. It's not, I'm not even saying it's racist, but I feel like HBO prestige is like, huh? okay. So if, if Atlanta was on HBO, then it would be higher. Fuck yeah, it would be. You yeah. know it would. So then we're not talking about the content. We're talking about the rapper. I just don't know. But but what puts what puts Atlanta over Secession? That's my question. I, I mean, I. I enjoy Atlanta more. It's more true to who I want to watch, but I just think it's had arguably two classic seasons. And like I don't know, I just think it's a great show. Succession has arguably and two I think classic even seasons. Just the too. Way it, I think even just the way it's changed, the way comedy sitcom writing is like, there's no Dave without without fucking uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. There's and, no, and Dave is, is critically acclaimed. There's no Mo. There's yeah, no Rami. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, these yeah. are all shows that came from Atlanta. So like. I just think it's so groundbreaking and that like it's the, it's the same argument for fucking what Mary Tyler Moore or whatever the fuck the shit was. That's higher than Mary Tyler Moore though, which is which yeah. is nuts. Go, yeah, but but I mean I, I understand. I I'm just wondering because it feels like here's my thing. The reason I ask that is because I feel like there's there were times where and I've worked in newsrooms where we do lists. I mm. had to do like a future list for Complex a couple years back, mm. and I was fighting for certain things to get on on higher than what they were because mm. I was like this is you know no Fifty Six Nights should be here. This should be here. Like the three piece should be in the top ten period. Shit like that. Like. And sometimes the older people will win out over the younger people. So this looked like an argument where the older people lost that argument in the in the writers' not, room yeah, uh, against Atlanta. That's that's an interesting take on it. I, I don't know the, the the list thing. I always hate lists too. I'm like, eh, I don't got no favorites. They're, they're tough. Yeah. They're tough. Uh, what's the next one, MC? Number eight. Cheers on I NBC. Knew I fucking knew. Atlanta's definitely better than Cheers. Yeah, I mean Cheers <laughs> like, is cool. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Cheers has like. It's iconic in American history. Yeah. It's certain little things and shit you see. But they had Atlanta. they had characters that spun off on Cheers into their own shows too. Was that uh, Frasier? Oh, Frasier was from Cheers. Cheers? Yeah, oh, I thought shit. Frasier was from Cheers and some other niggas. I didn't know Cheers was on for eleven years. God damn. What was yeah. the other was shit? Was like was Fonzie? You know, was Happy Days? That was Happy Days. Was that oh, Cheers? That was Cheers. Was it? No, no, no. It oh, wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay. Was yeah, it? Happy but, Days. That's but for happy sure, days. Happy Days probably going to be. Yeah, it's probably going to be on this list. Go ahead. All right, number seven, Mad Men on AMC. What? I mean, it's a good Mad show. Mad Men's a good show. I can't, I can't so, cap. It's a good show. I'm not mad. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's Over Secession is crazy. I don't know. I think Secession is like. Come on. I just but seen what's Mad number Man six. I spoiled I'm it. I spoiled what, it. What, what, what's, what's number six? What's number six? Number six. Oh, Josh is going to be so mad. Number six is Seinfeld. And this is the number one show. It's like, it's crazy. This is literally the number one show ever created. Like, what the fuck? This list is stupid. What's the reason? <laughs> Um, I mean, just Sesame Trends. It's, it's still relevant today. You can watch that and still be like, "Oh shit!" Like even the things that are happening are like still relevant. Like because it's like it's, it's human things that are happening. It's a show than, about nothing, bro. Yeah, but it's just dope. I don't know. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Like straight up, it is one of the best shows ever, though. Do you think that it is appropriate in beating the shows that we have just named? 
Absolutely. Well, what you have said that it is supposed to be the number one show in your opinion. Yeah, I think it's number one. So this top five is actually going to be pretty interesting to see. So number five, Fleabag. Oh, what? that's actually a great fucking show. I don't know if it's top five show ever. That's what? crazy. That's what, top is, five. what is it about? Man, it's about a woman and just her like dating adventures and like the way it's shot is really dope and the way she kind of breaks the fourth wall is, is really interesting. Like it's, it's a really good show. I'm surprised it's so high on this list. This show, it, but this being so high on this list shows me who the fuck made this list. Like it's the same people <laughs> who make a rap list. Like some hipsters in Brooklyn. Like it's just some Williamsburg ass shit. Black, black rim glasses. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Okay, let's see. If, let's see. Let's, let's see if they change their minds a little bit here. Okay. That's funny though. That's a good one. But Fleabag is actually a great show. Y'all better than it Seinfeld. It's not better than Seinfeld. Yeah, that's y'all right. should check it out. It's a great show. But you can understand why. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number four, The Wire on HBO. This oh, is what such is a cho- hipster ass what? list. <laughs> Wait, wait, Josh. Do you like the wire? I like the wire. But this is like a, this is like this list to be uh, soundtracked by like a Diplo Gucci Man remix. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is such a hipster ass list. So wait, wait, wait. Do you think wire should be lower or higher? I'm not mad at where that wire is at. What? It's the shit that's around it. Like four is cool. Wire is not. Yeah, four is cool after, for the wire. After Fleabag is crazy. It's crazy. What's next? <laughs> like what's the sandwich in between? Okay, so. The three shows that have beat The Wire. Number three is Breaking Bad on AMC. Yep, dude. This shit crazy. Hey. <laughs> hit. Do it again. Hit it again. One more time. <laughs> this thing got candy uh-huh. in his mouth. He better about to choke. Five yes, the ones in the air. <laughs> it's funny. It's like a, this is a very hipster ass list, Breaking Bad. How is it? Breaking Bad is not a hipster pick. <laughs> very hipster, but all right. Soprano is probably number one. Sopranos yeah. is probably number one. All right. Well, uh, um, I won't spoil it, but number two is The Simpsons. Like stupid ass list, just all over the place. It's only on there because it's been the longest running TV think the show. Simpsons still be like predicting shit. They think that shit real. <laughs> stupid ass Rolling Stone, bro. The only reason The Simpsons is on that is because it's lasted longer than any other show. That's so, the only reason. Twenty eight or thirty years or something like that. But you wouldn't put it at least in the top five. Top ten, yeah. Not top fucking five. No. Does it, does it change your mind a little bit because because it's a cartoon? No, 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 no. Absolutely cartoon. not. Absolutely not. Absolutely. I think The Simpsons is brilliant. If, if I were to change my mind on Simpsons being there because it's a cartoon, I'd have to change my mind on all the comedy shows that are in that top ten. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a comedy show. Sure. But I just don't think it's like of all time. Like, what is it? What through line? What storyline have they ever had that's made me like, damn, I got I got to tune in next yeah. year I, or next to, week. I used to like it when like the Who Shot Mr. Burns. And that shit. was fire. They all made the you wait a whole summer for dope. that. That shit was it was dope. And even just like when they used to do the Treehouse of Horror early on, like now it's kind of just play. But I, I, I top ten for sure. But uh, yeah, number two is crazy. What's number one? They say, what is there left to say about the best, longest running, most influential, best. most acclaimed TV comedy show of them all? Should we offer loopy quotes at random, like when Abe Simpson had an onion on his belt, which was the style at the time, and then they go about all the other different areas of the Simpsons? I don't even remember what they just referenced. Number one, you gave the spoiler already. It is the surprise. I knew it. It's Sex in the City. Yeah, it's probably in the top fifty. Probably. I knew Sopranos was going to be number one. I need to do an adult rewatch of that show. It's a great show. I've watched it so many times. I, I think, but the consensus is, right? The consensus of top three shows of all time. Are, and, and the thing is, is, like, do we split it between, like, long form dramas, 30 minute sitcoms? Like, yeah, I, I think, you know, you're getting into semantics at that point. But I think that the most general consensus is that The Wire, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, or is everybody's Mount, or is Mount Rushmore, and maybe Mad Men at number four. Is everybody's Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Like, that's that's that. Those are the four that everyone that everyone loves. So, I'm not mad at the thing is is that the Breaking Bad versus Wire argument. I don't I don't care on either side. Like if you think the Wire is better, that's great. It's a fantastic show. And vice versa, it's a fantastic show. But I think that at least like 
why did you try? Why why did they try to make it a little bit less controversial by putting The Simpsons in between all those shows? That didn't make no sense. Are there any black shows that you would have liked hearing in this top fifteen? Martin. Martin automatically. Martin. Let's Martin. see. Where, let's see where Martin is. Martin. Cosby Show. Cosby. They're not doing that. Yeah. See, <laughs> you know they're not doing that. <laughs> but if you did a list of of you know I'm not gonna go there. They have. But I'll give you one thing. You know they're not doing it. I think they should at least in the top thirty five at least. Because of what it did for other black shows, and yeah. that, that different world spun off from that. You don't have a lot of shows without that. Like, where's Living Single? Where's I mean, I don't watch this shit. But why? Why wasn't Friends in that top fifteen? I know a lot of yeah. people watch that shit too. I, thought, yeah, I was looking for that actually. I'm gonna scroll through this right now and just name off some names. Oz is at number ninety nine. So Oz, that was a random one. That's that, Squid why? Games is in the list. Like what? what? <laughs> like Squid Games is that on just this came list. Out. Like one season of yeah. that. Like nigga, that shit was so. Like, come on. It was man. like, it was like, guys, it did last a little bit longer than most Netflix shows do in terms of just like the conversation. Orange is the New Black is number 85. I can't, I can't, I can't roll with that. That show got, that show went downhill after season yeah, two. Uh, I can't roll with that. Trying to look for some more black shows here. Sex in the City, as you just mentioned, number 78. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's wild. <laughs> the Jeffersons just beat it at number 77. Where's the entourage at? And that's crazy too, though. Jefferson's number 77. Frasier, obviously not a black show, but Frasier's number 75. The Honeymooners is right in front of it. So I've never even seen that fucking show. Again, it's old people versus young people fighting for that good, list. Good Times is number 72. Hmm. I, you know what? Controversial uh, opinion. I don't like Good Times. Uh, I don't know. Watch it. Watch Good Times. Is it too depressing? No, it's not too depressing. It's, it's just not like... No, I don't mind. Yeah, like it's, it's... Where is George Lopez on this list? <laughs> the George Lopez show? I will say the Good Good Times is definitely from a different you know, uh, period. I only life. watch for JJ anyway. Uh, Chappelle's show is number 69. Is King That's of Queens crazy. on the list? King of Queens? I, like uh, I have not passed King of Queens just I like yet. that show. It's probably not on there. Daily um, Show with Jon Stewart we just passed. That is number 66. That shouldn't even be on the show. That shouldn't even be on his list yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't even... South Park is number 63. It should be higher. That's wild. Come on, man. What, yeah, is, what got, is this? Yeah, that's wild. Uh, South Park has been on air about as long as The Simpsons has. Key and Peele is number 59. Now I'm pretty angry. Why? That, how did that even make why, the list? Why are they even on there? Why is it even on there? How did yeah. that beat South Park? My TV is better than that. Scroll to some more communities. Number fifty six, white show. Never watched it. ER is number fifty four. Where's uh? What's the show that everybody loves? Office on this list. I never watched. Well, that. Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, the UK version of The Office is number control 54. control F. Some of these names we're saying control F. This. So they kind of put it in an area where you kind of have to do like oh, you have to do inf- it's on, infinite scroll. Yeah, oh, okay. infinite scroll. Unfortunately, yeah. just going through these, yeah. but uh, pretty interesting. Jeopardy is number fifty. All right, I'm done. We're yeah. done with this list. Friends uh, is number forty nine. Okay. Thanks, MC. You now pissed us off for the rest of this fucking episode. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't expect to also get mad here, but I appreciate uh, that. Key and Peele beating South Park was kind of wild. Oh, and Chappelle show. And Chappelle show. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> and Chappelle show. <laughs> like what? Say what you will. Chappelle show. Even even um even like a less than ideal third season of Chappelle show is better than any Key and Peele I've ever seen. Literally started uh, a good amount of years of television on Comedy Chappelle, Central. Chappelle show is kind of like that that Atlanta section where it it kind of opened up another renaissance of, yeah, of black of black comedians. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man! Like, you don't get anywhere. Like, obviously now it's so old to say I'm Rick James, bitch, and what else is is doo doo baby and all this other shit. Like, sure, but it's still influential. You can still you could you could probably name every single sketch and say every single word from all these Chappelle show sketches because we watched them so many times. Everyone had the DVDs. Everybody. When, when Dave left, Comedy Central tried really hard to try and replicate that with Carlos Mencia, and then of course here with Key and Peele. Um, I wouldn't put either of those two um, in front of the Chappelle show. Shitty, Carlos Mencia. I see what you did there, by the way. Speaking of, um, he got canceled. 
We get he got canceled for stealing people's jokes. Yeah, no, it's tight. That the dude pulled up on him. It was Joe Rogan actually. Yeah, he stole Joe Rogan's jokes. Got him the fuck the out whole, of here. The whole the whole show they canceled the whole show. Like, where is he at? Yeah, now? he was stealing Joe Rogan's jokes, and Joe Rogan pulled up <laughs> on him at a at a comedy joint, and then he was and they they they, they said I, I believe they said he wasn't even like really Latino or some shit. Like he was they was going crazy on him. I thought yeah. it was just because Minor and C was ass. No, they found. I think Comedy Central found out there. They pulled no, all they support. Canceled the fuck out of that. Yeah, dude. I, I've never seen someone get thoroughly canceled. He's gone. Like I've never seen him again. Like I've never seen him again. Speaking of TV shows, you mentioned the Daily Shows on here. Mm-hmm. There's a new, there's a new show that could, that could be rising up the ranks in this list. Sure, Carisha, please. You know, I have yet to watch a full episode of that. Yet. I only watched the clips. Yeah, me too. I only watched the clips. The great clips too, by the yeah. way. But she, I heard she's a new Black Oprah. She's the new. She says it on. She went on Twitter. She said. I'm the black Oprah. You know, it's funny. She actually said in an interview and people think it's like her being like, like, I think she actually meant it and then didn't catch it. And then it just became a meme yeah, and, a joke, be- and now she's leaning on it. I-, I love the memes of this because again, we mentioned Carisha please a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes ago, rather. And I was like, man, this show is really going to survive off of just the, the, the memeable moments. Like she could really have something here. And this is just another, it's another fire that she's catching. Yeah. No, it's dope. It's, I, I like the perspective. It's funny. I, I've, I've been listening to, um, poor minds podcast. Yeah. I like them. What, what do they talk about? Creature, please, but for some real woman. <laughs> it's actually really dope. But I mean, I haven't seen the show. I know that the, the, I saw some clips of the Saweetie one that it, it made me. It, I was like, I it's, this ain't for me. This this is not my uh. Not your lane of uh topic entertainment. It's not my show, man. You know Why what not? I'm saying? Just give it a chance. Have you heard it? I've watched it through the Instagram clips. Exactly. No one's actually watched it. I'm gonna. That's your that's your homework. And I want to watch it more than I do listen to it. I think we're in that area now. Well, at least I am with a lot of the podcasts that provide audio and video. I think it's just more interesting to to visually watch it than than opposed to for some for some portion. Yeah, I, I do like to watch the Joe Budden podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and then you said looks good on that podcast. We're talking about podcasts too much. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about podcasts on the podcast too much. Yeah. Shout I, out to y'all. I have a <laughs> The, the, no, the free, guns no free promo. <laughs> no free promo. No free promo. All right. That, there's something I there's something I want to take a stand on. So last last episode, y'all took a stand on me having it being a, a relationship YouTuber. That's still on the way. Oh my god. By the way. It's actually amazing. Yeah. So you, you everyone seemed to have a positive reception to it, Mark. So I, I'm just it's, it's going down. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have a theme song, all that shit. Oh my god. There's another a thing. There's it I'm I'm brainstorming it right now. There's another thing that I want to take a stand against this episode. So, you know when you get married, I'm just warning you guys, you're going to have to start sharing your finances, some of them, with your wife, okay? I let her have the credit card one day. The <laughs> credit card, not just the one, like the one, like the credit card, right? So, I got to go in and pay it. I handle that. That's part of the that's part of the duties, you know what I'm saying? I go in here. I see Erwan. For about four or five charges, I added up these charges. They came out to $125 for literally four charges. Okay. I called her immediately. I said, what are you doing with the car? Hmm. What is this? She said, well, I got the mac and cheese. I got a water, $12. I got some bullshit. I got the, I got the lunch. It was $25. The water's pH balanced, man. I said, what the fuck is Erwan? I googled it. I said, "What? What is this? Said, what the fuck is Erwan? What the fuck is Erwan?" I googled it. I went on there. I said, "This just looks like Whole Foods 
Just looks like Whole Foods. It has the same little tags that Whole yeah. Foods does. Yeah, it's the luxury version. What the fuck? I was like, is this like Gelson's? Yeah, no. Nah, like, it ain't even like Gelson's. No, nah, no, nah, it's way more luxury than Gelson's. And Gelson's is luxury. Blacks against Erwan is my new stand. Nah, what? man. Blacks against Erwan. First of all, one of my favorite Instagram accounts is Black at Erwan. I saw this. Follow I looked it. at it. I, I threw up twice. And I said, we're talking about this on the show. Nah, I fuck with. It's funny that you brought this up. I really fuck with Erwan Tough. Like I'm damn near. Of a member. course you fucking do, Josh. <laughs> yeah. This is the nah. same guy who said utilities. <laughs> nah, so I'm, no, I'm gonna let y'all into a little secret. Erwan has the best water. Their spring water is fucking amazing. What What about this twenty five dollar water? I believe it's not twenty. Oh well, yes it is. Oh my god, <laughs> it's not twenty five. Yes, but I know for I don't be looking at look. receipts really, and I know every time I go to Erwan, I at least spend like a hundred. I ain't gonna give a friend. <laughs> Can we revisit? I don't be looking at receipts. The same. Because you know, it's what funny. are utilities? I used to look at receipts a lot when I was younger. Like every time I used to go somewhere, like when I was younger, with my parents, I would always ask to see the receipt after, <laughs> and they always used to like kind of like tease me about it. So now I just be like, I don't like I keep my receipts for expenses and shit, mm-hmm. but I, I don't like looking at receipts. One, one funny aside: literally yesterday, my wife went to go see Bad Bunny. And she was like trying to find parking. She was like, should I, like, could you ask Josh? And she's like, you know what? Don't ask Josh. He's going to, because I remember what he said about the utilities and I don't want to get, yeah. I don't want to get signed. Honestly, I know. <laughs> she's going to be like, parking. No, I got, the, parking. you know what's crazy? The lot I told her to park in is a good lot. It's like a $40 lot. I don't know if she parked in there or not. I pass it all the time, so I know it. I'll, I just, I'll be parking right at the stadium, bro. I'm just tax $700. Nah, $700. Can you buy any of this shit online? I'm, I'm trying well, to see. I'm trying to see if you can Air buy it. water is, is like four bucks for the, the little, the two liter or liter. And I just bought, it's just crazy. I bought the two gallon little, yeah. the box. Yeah. I just bought it like two days ago. That shit was like 17 bucks, I think. Maybe 20. Maybe, maybe it was. Like okay, 20. we got one in Studio City. I'm, I'm going here right now. Uh, shop Air One. Yeah, they just like, opened like, one. Studio City is like. MC, this is. Yeah, see, man. I, was, I meant to post this on the gram last night. MC, this, this is, like, is, this is some pure. Case of spring water? Yeah, man. I'm out here. Water. I'm just typing in water. I'm on the site. The site is. This kind of looks like a Trader Joe's. Like There's like a really souped up version of Trader Joe's. Yes. Yeah, you know, Air natural. They got their own All shit. All raw, organic, natural shit. They got a great little uh, hot bar. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, you can get dinner plates, coffee too? and smoothie. Yeah, they got like what are black salmon. people? What are black people doing here? I'll be getting the, the salmon. The salmon plate is fire. The chicken is cool. Okay, the spring water pack, seventeen dollars. Yeah. So is it just you just grab the waters out of this? Oh, it's the box. Look at I'll be, the box. I'll be, oh no! So that you you, you, you pull out the little tab. No, you pull out the little tab, and you know, it just this is like a little this is crazy. I'm know? going to earn one today. Yeah, go check it out. The spring. The, the, right. Actually, the the new shit they're building is in Studio City. It's open. Yeah, it's Air One. They're about to open the Equinox next week. Um, it's a Hi Ho, uh, Sugarfish. Hi Ho is a burger spot that's fire. Yeah, it's shit. all the little. I gotta talk about Mark yeah. and these burger spots too. We're gonna wait for B sides for that though. What happened? To you went to go. You went to a burger spot that I sent it to Josh and oh, said, yeah. "What is he doing?" All right, Mark just been out here. Mark, Mark been on his real tourism shit. It was in the vicinity. I had to. I was hungry. We're going to talk about but it later. Before we leave Air One, though, remember those We're videos? We're not leaving Air One. We're staying on Air One. Remember those videos? <laughs> remember those videos of uh, Andre 3000 playing the flute? Yeah. Some random. That was at Air One every time. What, am I missing something? Yeah, man. It's a lore of Air One. I got a little membership. They got a little what, membership program. Is it the... Is it 10% the, back. Is it the guise of exclusivity? Because I saw, there's a TikTok also. I'm going to send also. this to them. You, I'm, I'm high, the high praise is I'm about to send this to them and be like, Air One, I need to sponsor the show. They might, you know. Yeah, it, they could. They have fucking merch. We know, could probably be yeah, in there where they merch. the diversity shit going, you know. Yeah, I'm the, looking at their meat and seafood. $11 for bacon. 
I don't be buying no, no meat there. I pause. Uh, I bought like all my fruit. Oh, for the love of God! Just buy no meat there. Like buying meat, buying meat's a little pause worthy. Who buys? Well, no, please God. That's a, that's a shirt. Please God. That's a shirt. Literally, literally, uh, a blank thing is a little pause worthy. Protein, government. <laughs> for real. Tofu three dollars. Come on, man. I, I gotta go in here and see what's up. This yeah, this man. is crazy. Check it out. They uh tortilla chips fire. They got everyone got some shit. They got some hitters. I ain't gonna front, man. They got some little. But I think do do we reach? Are we reaching a certain a certain level where like Ralph's is just not enough anymore? Uh, the quality of food at places be funny, but Ralph's is cool. I fuck with Ralph's, but like for like meats and things like that, I try to go to like Gelson's. Vons is not. Oh, I love Gelson's for the meats. So we we put y'all up Trader on the game. Joe's. This is gonna get us killed, by the way, because we sound like black one percenters right now. <laughs> Shit. Hey man, you're not gonna like what Jay was talking about. You're not gonna tease me, tease me into being broke. <laughs> tease me. Oh, Jay did get oh, that off, brother. Yeah, chilling, bro. Oh my god, no. But I, I think when I look at it, it's like I, I freak the fuck out. I'm like, I, how do you spend that much? This is a while. They got place. some bullshit. Yeah, they got. They, they, bro, I'm telling you, every time I go in there, I spend seventy five to hundred dollars. She said, "Oh, the coffee is just amazing." I said, it's, "I said we got coffee at home." The, the shakes and smoothies that they make there are really fire. And then they do like sometimes they do um like Haley Baldwin or Bieber, Haley Baldwin Bieber, whatever oh, her name brother. is. She had like a special smoothie one time. That shit was so fire. There, yeah. Shout out to Airwan, man. Sponsor the show. Uh, MC, you going to Airwan before you leave? Where is it? One studio city, not studio too far too. from me. Mm-hmm. I'd have to try and find one. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna let me in in this fit though. I have, I have, yeah. I have to be forced <laughs> to get in there. Ah, no idea, shit. No, I'd be, be probably be niggas with wearing sandals in there. I'd be in there fucking do rag down. Oh, okay. I'd be saying it'd be, it's funny. It'd be little. It'd be niggas in there. I just want. I just want to <laughs> it'd be niggas in there. <laughs> it'd be niggas in there. Hey, I, think be, I think they'd be TikTokers. You know how you see it, nigga. You're like, I don't know you. You don't know me. What are <laughs> we doing you here? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what are you doing like, here, maybe nigga? A TikToker or something. Nigga oh, got a little man. cool haircuts and shit. Speaking of speaking of, you know, Josh and this this one percenter talk. Hey man, he tried to downplay it last episode on B sides. If you heard B sides, but Josh got awarded. Oh yeah, last weekend. It's a very special award for Josh. I want to give him a round of applause real quick. Hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. Clap it up for him. I'm grateful, man. You Clap know, it up like, for him. Like A.B. said, to be great, you got to be grateful. What? What? <laughs> it means nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines ever. Absolutely man. nothing. Um, what, what did you, you get an award for? Um, it was the um, Black Music Action Clo- Coalition. Um, it was started during the pandemic. Uh, was, they were the, the people who started like Blackout like Black Tuesday. Out. Yeah, yeah. So they've been doing an award show since then. And um, I got the BMAC Social Impact Award. Who's BMAC? That's, that's the Black oh, that's Music the Action Coalition. Um, yeah, so BMAC Social Impact Award. Um, shout out to my whole team, the rotation team, Tim, Rochelle, uh, Sierra, and everybody that works with us, man. I think, you know, we got to really, yeah, hey, shout out to the team, <laughs> shout out to Amazon Music. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, no, it was dope to just get that award. Like, it's funny, leading up to it, I was kind of like, man, like, this award, like, what is this? Like, Social Impact Award. And what is I, an award? God yeah, gives me an award every nah, time. Man, I was really on that. And then, like, I, I, it's funny, I spoke to, I spoke to my girlfriend about it. I spoke to my therapist about it. And then I spoke to, um, Ethiopia, uh, chairman of, of Motown like well, as I got to the event yeah. I saw her and she's like oh and then like we just kind of spoke really briefly and they all kind of said the same thing they were just like yo like you know um they they mentioned to be great you got to be grateful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but they all were like yo this is dope to be honored and yeah. you know you got to appreciate these moments yeah. and like you know we're always looking at the next and like mm-hmm. what, what, what we're going to do tomorrow and like you know you got to be present and be aware 
And um, they help me see that. And, you know, I, I'm just appreciative. I think, you know, the work I do, I don't do it for awards. So yeah. whenever someone recognizes it, that's always that's always a good feeling. But in general, like you're really thankless about everything you do. Yeah. And, cause I, and I, I, I think that that's like a. That's something I've always known you for. Is like I've literally complimented you before. You you kind of me, ah. and I was yeah, just, no, I was I like, know. damn, I, I'm terrible at accepting compliments. I'm sorry, but I really it's just because I'm always thinking about the next flip. Like, I, yeah. uh, shout out to um, this is so funny. My home homegirl Blanco Sadati. Yeah, she's a, a rapper. <laughs> shout out, shout out to her. She has her her Instagram bio says um, I'm always four flips away. Yeah, and uh, it's like a drug reference, of course, but. I think that's that's just how I think all the time. Like I'm like it's always the next. Like always like what am what am I gonna do next? So yeah. like I never really you know I do some dope shit. I'm just like all right, what's the next dope shit? Yeah, yeah. You know the next. Yeah, and I think that I think we all kind of get caught up in that. And, and I mean, you 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 get accepted that award. I saw like pictures, videos. I was like, damn man, like that's that's fucking huge. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have never thought like from from where from where I met you all the way on. Like I know you were bound for great shit, but I was just like, bro, like this is just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's, and that's the thing for me. It's like, it's absolutely the beginning. Like, yeah. I was tripping out because, like, Kevin Lyles got awarded. Yeah. Big John got awarded. Yeah. Maxine Waters. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, I'm Josh Pease. Like, I know I did some <laughs> shit, but it's so much more for but me you to had, do. you had Tyler there. He, he yeah, had... man. Shout out to Tyler. He yeah. um he actually introduced us. I had no idea he was doing that. Oh, he wow. surprised all of us. Wow. Like, I literally got to the event, and I saw a seating arrangement. I saw his picture on the thing. And, yeah. like, I I posted on IG like laughing like nigga you pulling up like yeah, and yeah. I, I like posted my close friends and um I just was like they just I thought they just invited him you yeah, know they yeah. invited millions of people to this shit and then to see him come out and introduce us I was like oh like but nigga, you were part of something that was crazy. huge for him you know what I'm saying yeah no like, I mean that yeah. was crazy no this man call me if you get lost was actually a, a pivotal moment in my career like that's yeah. always something I'm gonna look look back on and be like oh yeah, like, yeah. we did that for yeah. sure for yeah. sure no I I, th- I think it's, it's important like you said to not get lost in really was coming up next and and i think like we've always been i, I think it, people call it like hustle culture and it's that like, i feel yeah. like we get we kind of get trapped in that sometimes like oh we, we can't sleep well i'm obviously gonna sleep but it's like don't sleep yeah you know what i'm saying we all got the same tw- 24 hours type shit like we all get caught up in that but it's like it's so easy to get lost in it and just never like look past it where it's like an award didn't mean anything so when you downplayed it uh, last episode, I was like, "No, nah, don't downplay it." Like, no, it's a, it's and, a good and thing. Honestly, <laughs> I, I told myself that. Come, uh, I, don't, I don't even. Know. I just kind of make that decision. Like, I can't downplay it. Like, I went out last night and people are congratulating me. And I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, my thing is always keep it going. But I definitely, um, you know, thank you for for recognizing the work. And yeah. you know, I just, I was just about to say it again. You just gotta keep this shit pushing, man. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you have to because I mean, you you do panels. Like now I'm I'm I, I get invited to do panels I'm I'm looking at it the same way I'm like bro what the fuck you want to hear about from me yeah like, the panel circuit's always <laughs> I actually like panels because like you can kind of do live debate and talk yeah. through shit but um I'm I'm talking to talking to kids I'm hey, be talking to like dope, talking to college kids I'm inspiring like, the next generation the fuck but it, but it's yeah. at the same time it's like it's, it's like okay you you have to look at kind of your resume like you you gotta look back and like oh yeah I could talk about that or I could do that like what what was your speech like when you had to actually run through what you have been doing too yeah so they they wrote a speech and they kind of touched on some of the things we've been doing and just in the moment I'm like fuck this speech <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of just went off script and just like I, I kind of reiterated just that you know I'm honored and like I'm thankful like just yeah. grateful to be here yeah. and I think you know what I wanted the people to take away from my speech is just to be present and aware like you know all of us in this room at this moment like we've all made it far and I think you know big john even touched on that after in his speech he was like man like think about all the people you started in the music industry with and they're just not here 
Right. And, you know, not even death. Like, it's a lot of people who've died, but it's a lot of people who just didn't, didn't make, make it. it. Yeah, just didn't. Lost the dream. Lost yeah. the hustle. And, like, you know, this, it's something special to still be doing this. You know, I'm damn near 10 years in. I was, I've was i been working in music since high school. Exactly. So That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. your your journey, I always say that what was was crazy is that i got i gotta remember like you're younger than me <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying like i gotta remember that part but also just like important moments in like our relationship where it's like when you say being present you were present you saw me when i was like literally coming up as a writer yeah and no. you hit me up and then i became you know what i'm saying i was on complex and all the other shit but i was like yo i always said josh was one of the first people that ever ever dm me asked me like what you think about thug what you think about this 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 and i'm like bro he's always been in the moment no and i'm still consuming culture and, and looking at stuff like in that same lens you know like i'm always trying to see like who's a new fresh mind and yeah. who's just thinking about things in a new way and and that's you know that's why i appreciate you know hip-hop and music and just like you know this culture that i'm entrenched in like yeah. I, I think i i never want to um lose that pipeline so what's just going on and i want to be a pipeline yeah and and you know that's what we do this podcast for absolutely and, you know that's why people are recognizing the work and seeing it so yeah the shit was dope, man. I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that back up because I was just thinking back through it. I was like, man, like I really, um, I really had a negative connotation around just getting an award. An award, yeah. It. But is, then, is, is the negative connotation because you felt as though you didn't deserve it yet? Because you didn't nah, find that for it's not. No, no, no. It's not even about I didn't deserve it yet. It's just like, it's like if it's not a Grammy or an Oscar, right. it's like, what am I here? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but, but. It's like this shit is more important than the Grammy or Oscar. Yeah, like your people chose you for yeah, this. Yeah, not and not even just that. It's like, you know, the the work we're doing is impactful for the community. Like right. when we did the Juneteenth Lamar Park block mm-hmm. party, like mm-hmm. that was a dope moment for the community. Right. Like we brought Smino, Masego, Kamasi Washington, Terrence Martin all on that stage in Lamar Park in the middle of Crenshaw with no problems. Like all type of gangs in the building, but right. like everybody kind of respected the moment. Right. And Amazon music was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that that it's not lost on me, but I'm glad that BMAC recognized that and it wasn't lost on the culture, the community. Right. So, right. yeah. Big moment. Showed up in a tux. Never seen it. Josh didn't hey. show up in a tux to my own wedding. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, he was fresh at the wedding, though. Yeah. We, we, dropping this, we dropping this on Tuesday? Yeah. I'm gonna probably wait to drop my picks. I might drop my pick on, on Monday, though. I got the tux picks. Hey, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> You and you've waited because you I reposted them. them but I you haven't yeah, posted yeah, your yeah. own. Shout out to Sierra, she posted them. She broke the internet with that one. But um, yeah, man, I, I killed them with the tux, man. At the black air black forces, black air forces. On. Why the black? Yeah, because the shoes I got, I rented my tux first of all. Lame, I know, but um, I rented my tux and the shoes I got were terrible. And I had these black air forces that Allen did with the airbrush on yeah. them, and I was just like, sure, these keep are, it LA. This, and it's just my style. Like I'm really, I wear air forces, like. It's funny. I saw. Um, I mentioned this in the. I think the black print. I saw a little baby. Um, oh yeah, little baby was there. His table was across from us, and his homie had on some white air forces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like looked at each other and just gave like a little yeah, nod. black man head nod. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. I just the tux was a good touch. I might go buy a tux and just you know, integrate that into the wardrobe. I gotta get a black tux too. Go yeah. ahead, get your rosewood on, man. Yeah, that was right. what a what a fucking era. I hate that shit. <laughs> I, I'm honestly gonna get like a black tux and a couple of suits, and I might just start wearing like every two weeks. I might just bust a suit at the office, <laughs> nigga. You know how crazy it would be if I came into the Amazon with the, with the suit on. You better watch out; they might Actually, enact that. No, nah, God, I'm about to, I'm about to change the game. I'm about to just start popping on the you, suit. You heard it here first. Yeah, like niggas, cause I, I be seeing niggas in the suits and they don't be swagging the suits. Like it either be like giving Steve Harvey or, um. Oh, it's a bad Wait, cut. What era Steve Harvey though? It be giving like 
Chopper suit Steve Harvey. Yeah, like, this era Steve this Harvey. Is, no, that's what I'm saying. They be giving <laughs> Chopper suit Steve Harvey, or they be looking like professional athlete, like draft day. Like, nah, y'all niggas got to wear the suit with a little swag. Like, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I'm about to, I'm gonna put y'all on some shit. Hey, um, one more thing for we, we're already almost at, yo, this 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 fucking hour flies by, but we still got B sides. But before we get out of here, man, I know this is gonna be a hot hot button issue of the week. After all that positivity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about this Ime Udoka shit, man. Oh, yeah, man. Shout out to my nigga Udoka, man. No, that's not You're shout out nigga, my nigga. <laughs> Let's hey, not shout out our I, nigga Udoka, bro. Shout out my nigga Udoka, man. I, I, I salute people for their they own court talents. <laughs> they court talent if you're fucking creep. Off the court, I don't really, I don't know what you did. I, nobody won't tell me. That is true. So we I don't, don't know, know. I don't know what you did. I know you took your team to the championship last year. I know you in the second you some year. Money too. You're in the second year of your deal. They suspended you. That's kind of whack. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know the, the facts. I know you were messing around with someone you work with, supposedly. I don't know what happened to the person you work but, with. And that's the issue too, is that like this relationship talk shit is so in the dirt. Like, I feel like a lot of this shit, we just shouldn't even know. Yeah, I, I just we shouldn't know, and I just feel like I, everybody's like, "Oh, how could you cheat on me along? You cheat on me along." Oh, like, that's the part I want to. I'm, my thing is like anybody could get cheated on. Yeah, like Nia Long probably wasn't like present enough for him in the relationship in some yeah. type of way. I don't know what like, what's going on. Maybe he's just a creep. He that's probably half. The, it's probably it. But and it's like, not up to us to like psychoanalyze that type of yeah. shit. And I feel like like social media gets such in a tizzy. Like where it's like, oh my god, it's Nia Long. She's such this goddess. I'm like, yeah, for you. Like you've never been with this person yeah, before. My thing is like. <laughs> Man, y'all really this is I damn near this is B size for me to even say. Like I I really see if you pay for B size and or Patreon, you're gonna get this type of shit all the time. I'm gonna give it to y'all right now, little tastes. Oh my god. Please, how, please, no, how, hold on. How old, hold, grab the tables, grab the tables, because I don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah. I just wanna know how old Nia Long is. <laughs> and then I just wanna like she's however old she is, she did she got a kid with him? Yes, two. Two kids with him? Yeah. Are you sure it's with him? Yes, I know she got. Some, I know she has a kid. Or she got two kids with him. He ain't married. How many kids she got in, in general? Uh, let me check. Neil Long, uh, Neil Long is, is fifty-one years old. Fifty-one years old. Nobody married her, man. I don't know if Neil Long is that compatible. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Oh, they have they have one son. Yeah, they got one son. One That's son. what I thought. Okay, that was two. So, but one how many son. she got? She got. She got two. Two she kids. She got a son from previous. Yeah. yeah, somebody cheated on Neil Long before this. A couple of niggas. A lot of niggas. Neil Long. This is like the first time Neil Long been cheating on. So, but this is the first time it was like this crazy. Like the the person who he cheated on her with was booking her travel and flights. <laughs> hey, bro, it probably ain't the first time for that. Like, nigga, this shit ain't that uncommon. That's and, true. I'll say that is and true. And Long ain't above getting cheated on. And and, and I think it, what you know, people are gonna hit you with the we gotta protect you know black women shit. And it's yeah, like yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But this is not an anomaly. For anyone. What are we protecting black women from? You want and, me to protect and this, black women from every instance? nigga that get, that's trying to cheat on her? In this instance? That's crazy. I, that If y'all... Hold on one second. If protect black women entails protect a black woman from every nigga that's trying to cheat on them, I, I don't know if I'm well, going to know well, that. Obviously, I feel as, <laughs> obviously, I feel as though their lives are way more important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah, protecting I'm, them from like financial ruin and, yeah, and getting better jobs. Shit. Yeah, I'm for that. I'll protect it for that, but from, <laughs> from niggas cheating, I think I got like a brotherhood pack. I don't know if that supersedes. I don't know if that supersedes. Oh, but here's the thing. 
It happens. It happens hey. to men. It happens to women. Josh, your your girl about to kill your ass, bro. Uh, we, I'm gonna talk. You know, it's crazy. Me and my girl have healthy conversations about shit like this. Did I'm you guys actually, have a conversation about this? Uh, we did actually. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was listening to some sports thing, and she saw it. And she was asking me just what happened. Yeah. We didn't get in in depth about That's it, but details. she was just like, "Yeah, like she get it. Anybody could get cheated on." Yeah. And I think that's that's what we that's what we need to take away from this. Anyone could get cheated on, and it turns into he is the lowest scum of the earth because I'll, he did something that literally millions of people do every single day. Is this the first time she's been cheated on? I, I don't. I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't know. And 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 then the thing is, it, it, this this happened to like be at the top of a powder keg of a lot of different cheating allegations. Uh, there's a guy. There's a comic named John Mulaney. There's a guy from Try Guys that cheated on his wife. Uh, Adam Levine. Yeah, Adam Levine. A bunch of and and, it's, and my thing is this: like Adam Levine shit's crazy because okay, yes, there's such thing as doing that type of emotional cheating. cheating. Yes, I believe in that. Yes, you can. You can do that. He didn't take it. My thing with this is like maybe I'm old fashioned. It's like you got to actually like take that to the next no, stage. I like you could friend. be you could be wrong. But like absolutely, he should get in trouble for that. But yeah. I don't think he he should be looked at like. Yeah, he He's should be villainized. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that's crazy. Be public knowledge, but like, yeah, I mean, it sucks because, like, you know, nigga might send a DM, might say something, like, nigga might slip up and say some risky shit in the DM. <laughs> I, it, it, like, especially uh, Josh, that's a little more than a slip up. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, he was. <laughs> it's he a was, DM. Yeah, he was going. He was going crazy. <laughs> but, Multiple DMs. But I'm just thinking, like, you know, you've been in a relationship for a long time, or you haven't. Whatever your relationship ain't as solid as it should be. It ain't as it ain't as it should be. Yeah. You might say some things, but you don't take it to the next level. It's yeah. like fuck, like damn, are, are like, we the type of guys? Elapsed. And I, are we the type of guys? And and I, I'm gonna bring you in on this too, MC. Are you the type of guys that like what? What is your limit of cheating? Like what is your like? I, we're sounding very, very like the the every black man in podcast shit part, but it's like we haven't talked about this before. I need to know this. Like what is your what what is your like okay level of cheating? Like so level five is like physical. Level one is just like flirting. Like what 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 do y'all think? I, it's kind of case by case, honestly speaking. It depends on. Why are you trying to get the sexy voice on this? No, I'm not. Am I? Was yeah. That, was that like, a sexy voice? You were, you were like, yeah, yeah. 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 So Kevin, Kevin James. Was yeah, saying, I'm like, whoa, what, what's going on? Bro? I don't think I was. Okay, was, was that was that WBLS right there? Yeah, you sound normal now. Go oh ahead. man. Oh okay. Pause. Just uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> spelling out WBLS. Pause. Wait, what was that? Pause. W boss. W yo. Only you were thinking of W. That's what it stands for. Only you were thinking of W balls. Just now. I literally Is that not cannot. what it stands for? WBLS no. is a huge radio station in New York City. Nobody listen to that shit. You just can't. Nobody w listens Balls. to Kiss FM, Josh? W Balls is the shit from the... W, w Balls. Not w Balls from Doggy Style. Yeah, no. that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Yo, anyway, continue. I, I, I honestly... We might have to cut that. I can't. <laughs> no, <I'm gonna> <laughs> no, we're leaving that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to cut that. I'm about to cut that. We're for sure keeping that. Uh, it really does matter. It really does depend, though. Case by case, I can't really, you know, put a... What, what a level piece. is Adam Levine? Uh, that's just being insanely, insanely horny. I don't know if it, you know, gets into the area of where we are on social media of making him as big of a villain as he is right now, but that's being insanely, insanely horny. Because one of the things is the the comic John Mulaney, he's like this white dude who always talks about his wife and people are like, okay, he talks about his wife and his standups and then he, when he's up cheating on her and I'm just like, yeah, well, a lot of niggas do shit like that. Like. Yeah, how I can mean, we villainize them for? Uh, like, mean, who made it? Uh, Idoka to me is like a 12, 13, 14, 15 in the, on the cheating scale because he was he was like that. There was a report that said that they, people were shocked that he even got the job because he was so horny. 
Yeah, and there's, this, I mean, the, it's it's really muddy waters right now of what's happening with eBay. Uh, she was with him for ten years, yo. Who, uh, Neil Long? Yeah, mm-hmm. ten Ryder. years. Do you? Th- do, okay, stop me if I might be wrong here. Do you think she knew something? He might have cheated before. I'm telling y'all, like this is the Had thing. Had to, right? This ain't the first time this nigga cheated. That's why they're not married. Like I'm gonna keep it one thousand for okay. y'all, man. We're okay. on the black print. They got a kid together. They're not married. He's well off. She's well off. Why yeah. y'all not married? Why y'all got a yeah. kid together? Y'all, y'all still, y'all, you just moving in with him. You just moving to fucking that Boston is this true. season. Like, come on. Like, y'all, if y'all really want to analyze this relationship, like, y'all really want to analyze, like, I was trying to protect black women. Like, <laughs> what happened to protect black women? <laughs> like, I'm just telling y'all what it is. Like, it sounds like they got together. They like each other. They really love each other. Yeah. They had a kid. He might have been cheating before they had the kid. Yeah. He let me just give you off quote unquote fake scenario. This is how this shit be going. This is okay. how I be seeing these these type of situations. This, this, this could be I'm real life. Silly, this I'm could be real life. This, this, real life. Yeah. this is just, you know, Josh Squeeze. Not Josh Squeeze. It's somebody else. Josh Josh Squeeze. <laughs> Josh Squeeze. Josh, that's Josh a pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a pause. All right. <laughs> no, that's a pause. <laughs> Mark, Mark laughing into my mic right now. This is crazy. <laughs> so all right, you dating a girl. You might have cheated on her. You cheated on you like y'all dating y'all is super serious. You, you cheat. Yeah. Y'all get back together. You I ain't gonna never do it again. Yeah. Y'all have a kid. The kid is supposed to help solve, help help make this foundation a little stronger. It's not supposed to, it's not but, supposed to, but it's, people that's, use that that's as what like, happens. Yeah, it happens. The foundation stronger now. You won't cheat on me now. You got a kid. <laughs> you don't have no time right, to. <laughs> yeah. So now you got the kid, y'all grazing the kid. Figuring this shit out. Y'all still ain't got married yet. I don't know why. Well, we don't know why. He get the job. Oh, stressful job. You know what I'm saying? Now he in Boston. Oh, move. We had a successful season. We almost of, we went of, to the super championship. A lot championship. of white women in Boston. Yeah, went to the championship, baby. Now you can move out here with us. Like, it's like, it's, yeah. it's come on. Like, the relationship wasn't that solid. So he might have cheated before. Yeah. She's definitely been cheated on before. Everybody's been cheated on before. Yeah. I might have been cheated on before. This is a different. This, I've definitely been cheated on before. Like, this I don't is know a, if I've been cheated on before. I don't, I don't know for a fact that I've been cheated on before. Yeah, that you know of. <laughs> I, I really don't think so. I would, and I would, you know, if any of my past lovers out here, would listening, that hurt? Would that, if you've been cheating on before, Josh, would that hurt? Like, how bad would that hurt? Right you? now, if I found out, yeah, or in the, you would right, be really if hurt. I found out right now, yeah, you'd be really hurt. I don't think I would be. If your girl right now, no, my current girl, yes. me, oh, nigga, what? Be <laughs> 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 violence. <laughs> I closed my laptop for that. <laughs> Can't even imagine. <laughs> Yo, stomach dropped like, ah! Oh. The squeeze che- of his Getting cheated on is whack. Um, yeah, cheating thinking- is whack. I- I've never been a cheater. I, you know, I might have might have added Levine a little bit. <laughs> holy <laughs> fuck. I might have did a little Adam Levine. Holy fuck. I can't see Josh doing the holy fuck. I don't know if I did the holy fuck, but you know, I might have, you know. I know Mark for sure did the holy fuck. I mean, I, you know what I, see, y'all, See, B-Size might have to get this. All right, we might see. have to take it to B-Size. Yeah, no, this- I was going to say some shit that I've done before. I- B-Size. See, subscribe, Patreon, $5. This is the wine. This is definitely the wine talking right it's now. It's not the it. wine, honestly. Like, I-, I had a healthy lunch or breakfast earlier. I'm going to have a healthy lunch after. Sauced a little bit. <laughs> but we here. And so- I just want to let y'all know that you subscribe to the Patreon because, honestly, the stories I'm about to tell on the next side... Are actually really good. So, that, so go ahead. I was gonna say we actually do have a lot of brand new patrons to shout out for the month of September. Thank you so much for those that have joined. Shout out to Courtney. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Chris. And shout out to Donnie as well. Thank you so much for joining the team. Donnie Lucci. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, man. Uh, go. It's happy birthday, Donnie. By the way. 
<clears throat> but yeah, so to end this off, he made Josh is finally like, <laughs> got I some stories to, to tell. tell. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I'll I, just give you a hint. Well, you already had the hint. This whole little segment was a hint, but I'll just, yeah. We're going to talk about cheating. Yeah, so, like, my thing with, with that is, yeah, we can talk about cheating on, on B-Sides. But I think in, in terms of just, like, social media, I think relationship talk is just in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just, you shouldn't know this shit, man. Like, we, it, it, I just feel like it's, it's it's so, even the way it was reported, it was just so, like, something happened. We can't tell you, though. And then they just disappear, right? No, Woj was, I, I, that's the one thing that I don't like a lot about it. The way that Woj almost tried to present this until Shams completely undercut it. And now Matt Barnes is saying, oh, when y'all get the details of this, just know it's going to shock the world it's just like come on man let's just keep a lot of this analysis a lot of this analysis doesn't have to go towards 240 character applications anyway because it's just going to get really messy but i think a lot of this until we actually get the full details of everything is what's going on with this uh with what boston is trying to find here is going to be a little bit tough and that leads us to hey man we're at the end of the show as josh said he, he is making sure that you try and go and uh <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because it, it, it's it's real serious out here, man. Uh, we 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 got some more stuff coming up. We got some video coming. Obviously, we we in a we're in a uh, makeshift. <laughs> we're in a makeshift. How you feel about the makeshift shit, MC? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I can't lie. I for the past couple of minutes, I had to make sure that I completely silence myself so that I don't keep crying from Josh Squeeze. Josh Squeeze. Josh is Squeeze be- is definitely a pause. I don't know what you were thinking. He he can't even look at himself right now <laughs> from the Josh Squeeze shit, bro. What what was that, man? Josh Squeeze. What the ladies call me. And, 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 <laughs> the ladies are definitely not fucking calling you Josh Squeeze, Absolutely. bro. Get the fuck out of here. I'm concerned me. if they're calling you Josh Squeeze. I'm concerned about Josh just in general. Off of just a regular... <laughs> This is off their offer off our regular. I'm gonna I'm gonna play us out on uh one of my favorite albums from this summer uh that we that that I've been playing all summer. But uh thank you everybody for listening. Um I think that it's it's very important that you know you get your mental health right. Get your mental health right at the end of this, especially at the end of this episode. Uh <laughs> but until next time, thank you guys for listening. Uh subscribe, listen to Patreon. Uh it's gonna be coming out right after this. And uh thanks for MC for being here in LA. We're gonna talk about some of his his escapades in person. Sure. And then uh, from there, you know, Josh, are you good? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm on I'm text, bro. All right. We, I'm wide awake, bro. You, you texted your girl like, did you cheat on me? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't get cheated on. Uh, so until next time, thank you guys for listening to Black Print. See you guys next time. USDA. Let's go. Young plans against you can't stop off, though. USDA, this how the click rolls. She'll stay shining, so act like y'all know. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music.
yo, we are back in the building. It's Black Print Radio. Man, we are we we in a new studio. Yeah, we in a new studio <laughs> spot right here. J Five here with Josh Pees. What, what what what's going on, Josh? Josh Pees, aka I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's my AK this week. New, new, new digs, new studio, uh, going down. If you, if you listen to our Patreon, uh, listen to us on Patreon, you'll be able to hear us or, and see us in this, uh, this coming week. Um, we also got MC here. What's going on, MC? Are you safe? Are you good out in Florida right now? Fellas, I'm just glad that I'm not doing this week's show on a water raft. So I'm glad to be here, honestly. That was dark. You're not, you're not underwater? <laughs> Absolutely not. But of course, big shout outs to everybody that's in Tampa and Orlando holding this down. Thankfully, on our side, of, on the east side of Florida, uh, we're just dealing with a tropical storm right now. It's a lot of wind, a lot of, lot of rain, uh, but it's definitely better than no electricity. So uh, we're just holding it down out here, honestly. Hey, man. Glad you're safe. Glad you're here with us. We, we, weren't, we weren't sure. He was like, I don't know, fellas. It's looking bad. But, you know, you, you came through. And we're glad it was looking bad this morning. It was looking bad this morning, honestly. Once they said, "Yeah, this is about to strengthen and turn into a Category Five," I got a little bit nervous. So, risking your life for the for the pod, man. Shout out to you, bro. Thanks. Salute. You. Why thing. not? Salute to you. Salute to you. There you go. We got a special guest today. Yeah, man. I want to get special. right into it. I, yeah. I want to get right into it. We got a special guest. Let's man. get into it, man. We got uh, my guy, uh, one of my good friends, uh, money making Matt. Yo. What's good, brother? What's good? Nah, Matt, um, man, Matt's one of the people I've been wanting to get on the show for a long time. I think when I thought about this show idea and just like how we wanted to highlight just people who were just doing it different ways, unconventional ways, behind the scene ways, Matt was one of those people I thought about, you know, I think, you know, just his career uh, in music is just illustrious, working with, you know, Dreamville and all the way up to Warner currently. And, you know, I just think he just has a special skill set that, you know, many people in the industry don't possess. I think being a, a producer manager yeah. <laughs> is, is really interesting. People always ask me to do that. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> so, like, just the way he's, uh, no, just the way you've kind of attacked that space and kind of made a name for yourself is something I've always been like, oh, that's, that's, I can appreciate that. And I want other people to kind of see that and, you know, pattern themselves after. So, yeah, we got my man Matt in the building. What a, what an intro. I know, right? But no, I really, it's crazy. When I thought about getting them on here before, like way back when we had this idea, I was like, yo, yeah. these are the type of people I want. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is a, you know, congratulations actually, Matt. You're what, not even what, three months at Warner, right? Nah, it's probably been about like 10 weeks. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So fresh over there. Uh, what, VP? Vice President of ANR. Yep. Hey, man. There it go. You it? <laughs> there it go. <laughs> Lots of, lots, nah, man, thank you for having me. I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, I've been, I actually been harassing Josh. I mean, when you gonna have me on the podcast? I want to get on. I want to talk more shit. I think the threat of the of uh, not seeing seeing anyone in the Marnie the itchy Marnie sweater is is what really got us. <laughs> <laughs> what really got you on the show? <laughs> man, so, I hate that damn sweater, but, but Josh makes it look good somehow. Hey, man, you know. <laughs> I got to do it. Somebody got to do it. I'm looking at these pictures right now, me and this tux suit. I'm just about to throw these on the ground real soon. Oh, my God. Shout out to just God. me wearing tux and looking fly. <laughs> We're going to talk about that this weekend with G's. Uh, what I, are you wearing with that tux? Oh, uh, come on, man. Air Force is black ones. <laughs> I was about to rob okay. everybody at that gala. <laughs> Hello. You got a push ice in your back pocket? Bro, it's so funny. I looked up and uh, one of the little baby homies had on some white Air Forces. Yeah. You know, we just kind of gave each other a head. <laughs> hey, you that, that that is our dress shoe. That's like the, that's like the nigga dress shoe, man. Like yeah. my whole wedding, everybody had white Air Forces on. Man, you just had to, you got to do it. Like it out. So so Matt, like, thank you for being on the show again, brother. But I, I think for people who don't know, like, what what what's your background? How'd you get into management, and what what eventually led you over to to Warner? 
Oh, man. Um, producer management really kind of came from me really just, my first job in music was actually working at a studio in Burbank. It was called the Boom Boom Room. And it was Will Smith Studio, actually. So I was like a runner and assistant there and worked the front desk and the phones and shit. So that's where I really like kind of started building relationships with producers and artists and different executives that were coming in and out of the studio all the time. And really just from being around so much of it, I would meet people and there were so many producers I would meet to be like, man, I ain't got no manager. I don't know anybody that can help me with, you know, certain situations. And I also had an uncle who was a producer who, you know, vaguely as a child, I remember, you know, some of the times I would hear him complain about the music industry and, and the business of it and, you know, dealing with certain aspects of it. So it was just like, for me, I didn't have the talent to make beats. I tried for years when I lived in New York where I would buy it, waste money buying NPCs and records and shit. So, everybody everybody had that that producer phase. I, I think, Josh, you, you never tried to make beats. Nah, I tried to be a DJ. I was like, nah. And then I seen backstage. I'm like, that niggas ain't about to be hauling me like DJ Clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody's tried one of the three. See, the nigga tried to DJ, make beats, or rap. Yes. And then it was just like, for me, it was just like, you know, how can I be an asset to a producer without just being like, oh, I can make beats? And, you know, it came up to where it was just like management. Um, and I really, funny enough, I got my first client after I like judged a beat battle. Um, and you know, one of my, one of my good friends, Jimmy Kendricks came up to me and he was just like, bro, I fuck with you. You know, I need some help. We, we lengthened and it just kind of worked out after that. And from there, it's just been bigger and bigger every fucking year. It, it kind of, it's kind of insane to me that like people look at me as like, oh man, you're one of the better or the best producer managers. Cause I don't particularly look at myself like that like i always feel like there's somebody that's probably doing a better job than you and there's some way you can always improve but it's, it's definitely humbling when people can tell you and they can identify the talent that you do have and be like yo nah you're one of the good ones so i always appreciate when that kind of gets recognized with me and you know i'm just trying to help people at the end of the day that's that's my biggest thing is just trying to help creatives to where they can just stay being creative and they don't have to focus on some of the other bullshit that comes with, you know, being in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, t I had a question because this I, I I can think of mine vividly, but tell me about your first uh, placement. Ooh, my first placement. My first placement was with Heavy D. Rest wow. in peace. And that was that was my OG. And Hev used to always see me in the studio, and he used to always see me just grinding, whether it was listening to beats or giving producers that were in the studio records and, and samples and shit like that. And funny enough, one day he walked in the studio and he looked at his, his boy and one of my mentors, Omar Rambert, and was like, oh, he's going to be one of the good ones. He's going to be a president or vice president of one of these labels. So I guess I finally did that shit have. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, that was my first placement. He had a reggae album that he was working on at the time. I want to say this was 06 or 07 and it was called vibes. And he was like, Matt, I need some beats. You got some beats for me. And I was like, bro, I don't got no reggae beats. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he was just like, bro, I didn't ask for reggae beats. I just asked for beats. I'll make the song a reggae song. So I was like, okay, bet. 
So I actually hit my producer up that I was managing. At the time, I was only managing Jimmy Kendrick. He was the only producer I had. And I was like, yo, Heavy D's working on a reggae album, and he wants some beats. And Jimmy, being from New York, was actually West Indian himself. So he was like, bet, I got some shit I think you could fuck with. Sent me over a pack of beats. And lo and behold, one of them shits made it. And then when I was working on the album still, I remember him telling me, he was like, Matt, this album is going to get nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> and I was just like, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> I, what, what do you mean? This, like, you just know? And he was like, trust me, just it's going to get nominated for a Grammy. Lo and behold, a couple months later, the shit got nominated for Best Reggae Album. So my first place ended up being on a Grammy-nominated album, and it's just been up since, I guess. Oh, man, that's a great story. That yeah. story would be even greater if you had gave him, like, a boom-bat beat and he made a reggae song. Because <laughs> yeah. just the fact that well, he was... The funny, thing. the funny thing is, he gave me a, a gem that I still use and keep to this day. As he was like, you know... Obviously, beats matter and can kind of dictate what the song is going to be. But at the end of the day, some of the hardest R&B songs are over rap beats. And some of the hardest rap beats or hardest rap songs are over R&B beats. Mm-hmm. He was like, it really won't matter. It's, it's the artist and what they do with it and what they hear. Because a lot of times they'll hear some different shit than what we hear, even as A&Rs. Like, so it's just like, you know, just give people the best of what you got. And then, and and if they're, if it's the right beat is going to the right artist. They'll figure that shit out. Yeah, that's a real nugget. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we're going to do, we're going to play one of, one of the records you helped shepherd into the world on the break real quick. Um, we're going to we're going to go to J. Cole, Middle Child. Uh, and we're going to be right back. Oh, yeah, well, you got a story oh, about God. that? You got a story about that? Uh, not Nothing crazy. I mean, I just introduced Minus and Cole. One day I ran into Minus. He was at the Interscope studio and, you know, he is coming off of his hiatus he was getting back into motion, and I was just like, bro, I got to connect you with Cole. Put them guys on the email together. Then this, I think Middle Child was like the third record they made, and it's probably both one of their biggest of both of their careers. So shout out to those guys. Shout out to T-Minus. Shout out to J. Cole. We're going to play Middle Child. We'll be right back on Black Print Radio. Kodak Black, spin, spin, spin. I love that shit. Kodak is amazing, bro. He, he. I think one of the hardest working rappers out this year, man. He put out so much stuff this year. Yeah, definitely. So we we, had to get out of jail. You got to drop. Yeah, immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and like, and again, like I don't, I don't think he's put out anything weak either. Like it's it's been a pretty strong year for him. And, And and I was like a Kodak, like I was skeptical for a minute. But the last album he put out, I was like, all right, man, I, I see it now. I, I get it. Now, I've actually loved Kodak from the first time I heard him. When I heard, um, if I fucking forget the name of the song, he had a video where he was like running through the projects. It really sounded like some New Orleans shit. I thought he was from New Orleans. Oh, no problem. I remember hitting, yeah, and I remember hitting my, 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 one of my, my best friends, Jason Cash. And I was like, you heard this nigga from New Orleans? He was like, nah, that nigga's not from New Orleans. He's from Florida. And I was just like, oh. But I've just been a fucking fan ever since. 
Yeah, no, I, I love Kodak because I feel like he's one of our um, most prolific poets of this generation. Like the shit he be saying, and just like it kind of gets masked by just his ignorance and just his cadence and his melodies sometimes. But like he really be saying some insightful shit, and it's crazy because he's still so young. Yeah, like I don't even think he's what twenty. He's not even thirty. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. not thirty. He's like twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. Yeah. So, man, shout out to Kodak. Stay out of trouble. Stop getting shot. <laughs> Black Print Radio, we back. Of course, J5, Josh P's special guest, money-making Matt. Matt McNeil, still with us hey. here. And Matt, you got a you got a new a new gig. We talked about it before the break. VP at AR. I mean, of course, got to drop a BND for that. But did you feel like coming in? Like one thing we love to do on, on the Black Print is, is just kind of talk about the, you know, what it's like to, to be in these types of positions. Because, you know, we're all creatives and we're all people that, you know, we never really thought you know, we could make it to certain places that we've been at. Like, was there any, like, pressure that you felt? Or or was there any, like, something where it's like, yo, like, one thing people talk about is, like, imposter syndrome and shit like that. Like, did you ever feel any type of pressure like that? No, I mean, I I felt like that maybe with first time I got, like, a corporate gig in the music industry, and that's when, like, I was a a publisher at Universal. Um, I remember my first day at Universal, I sat down at my desk, and I thought about it, and I was just like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of, not to say that I made it, because I hadn't made it at all, but it was just like, damn, I, I really got a job now, because for the longest, I would try to get people to hire me, and they wouldn't. They were just like, ah, oh, there's just a homie who'd be around. You know, he was, at the time, I was running around with Hit Boy and Chase in the surf club. So it was just like, okay. And then Ethiopia actually gave me a job, and I was just like, well, fuck. And I remember looking at my client list. And the, when they give you your client list, it's in alphabetical order. So the first two names on my client list were 50 Cent and Ashanti. And I was just like, well, like I got like I got some real shit to do. You know, I got to really be these guys' publishers. And like one of my other clients was Jim Jones, who I'm still cool with and talk regularly to all the time. So it's just like in the beginning, yes, because it was like there was the pressure of, I have to impress people that I've been a fan of since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, you know, now they're my clients and I have to be of service to them. But I think I quickly lost that when it was just like, you know, I actually know what I'm here for. I know what my talent is and just being myself. I think, I think that's always gotten me far just to turn, like I'm, I'm pretty consistent in terms of like, I'll maybe Josh can, can, can confirm this, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the same person all the time. He's an asshole um, through and through, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that, you know, just being myself, knowing my talent, knowing my taste is, you know, not everybody's going to be right, you know. And I, I that's one thing I had to always remember is, like, you know, nobody in this shit is batting a thousand in life, period, actually. Yeah. So I think that, like, understanding that is just like, you know, you're going to make some mistakes. Just make sure you learn from them. And that shit kind of evaporated pretty quickly, you know. Um, but coming into the Warner situation, I don't think I had much pressure on me just because I, you know, I, I honestly feel like I was born to do this. Um, I wanted to get back into the creating record space after leaving Dreamville and getting back into publishing for a short bit. But, you know, I think making records is, is really my strong point in being able to communicate with artists and help them paint their picture and helping them, you know, put their color palettes together so that they can, you know, have the best canvas possible to, to paint their picture is, is something that I've been strong with. 
I've done it multiple times. So it's not something that's like new to me. I'm not coming from a totally different background to where it's like, hey, now we want you to be an A&R. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it. I've, I've done it at a high level. I've done it around some greats. So I don't think personally I didn't have any. Like, there's the pressure of always like wanting to to succeed and and, you know, to, to put good work out there. But I don't think I was pressured in the sense of like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. I had that before. That was, you know, that was. 12 years ago when I was working at Universal. Right. But now after after doing it so many times, it's like riding a bike. You know what I mean? Like I, I can just get back in the studio and start figuring shit out with an artist. I think the biggest thing for me was I had been around Dreamville for so long. I had known all of the artists from basically the beginning of their careers. So it was easy for me to like gain their trust they had obviously known what I did with Cole and what my role at the company was. Um, so they easily leaned on me. And now the harder part is coming into, you know, an artist mid their career. They've been signed to Warner already. And it's like, this is your new A&R. This is what he's done. And now they're looking at me like, well, okay, well, give me one of them. And it's just like, all right, well, it, it takes a while to get there. But, right. you know, it's really just you know, learning new artists, learning new people, learning their team. Um, Honestly, even learning a new system at Warner because so much of my career, I had been dealing with the universal system and I knew that shit like the back of my hand. I knew who to call when I needed something and coming over to Warner is just like, oh, these are all brand new people. Um, So I think that was kind of the more difficult part was just getting a lay of the land and learning who's who, who do I call for this? Who do I call for that? But other than that, it's, you know, like I said, it's riding a bike. I can I can make records and help artists all day long. Yeah, no, no, I love that. You touched on two points that I want to go, like kind of go back to. Um, first, I just was really curious to how what do you think are the differences between being at a publisher and then being at a label? And then um, the second you can kind of go right into is just like, you know, your relationship with artists. I think that's something that is a crucial uh, key to being, you know, in the A&R department. And a lot of A&Rs don't have that uh, repertoire with artists. So just tell me how you built that and just like how you built that trust up with them. So for me, the difference between the publisher and the, and the, and the label A&R is, you know, one's a buyer and one is a seller. Hmm. So as, as a label A&R, I'm hitting producers like, yo, I need records for this person. I need records for this person. I have a concise list of the artists that I'm working with to where it's like, this is what my priorities are. This is what we need. And I can call any and everybody to get the records. As a publisher, I'm a seller. So I'm trying to, I'm getting all the information I got from the labels, from management teams to be like, this is who's working. This is what they need. And then I'm going back to my publishing roster and saying like, okay, these are the records I need. I need these type of beats for this person. I need these type of beats for this person. This artist is having a camp. So that's really the difference is just like one is a buyer and one is a seller. And then obviously on the label side, like on the publishing side, I really have no control after that though. Like, it's either you're, you're pitching the records and they either want it and then you connect them with management and they handle the business and do whatever. And you just make sure you get all of the split information turned in so that they can start collecting. But after that, it's kind of like all hands are off as a label A&R, you know, I have to see the process through from the beginning to the end. So it's getting the record, getting the record cut, getting it mixed, getting it mastered, turning everything in, making sure all the splits are in, connecting with marketing to see what the focus records are, shooting the videos and the short uh, the short content to where it's just like, okay, 
it's really from A to Z, where with the publishing side, I'm really just an asset to where it's like I'm coming in, doing some shit, and then I'm out. I'm, I got other shit to focus on. And they both have their benefits. You know, as a publisher, I know everything is going on at every label. Um, so it's just like, okay, bet. I can tell all of my guys, like, this is what's going on at Sony. This is what's going on at Universal. This is what's going on at Warner. As a, as a label a and I'm focused on my label. I don't personally give a fuck what's going on at these <laughs> other labels. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm focused on my team and making sure that we're performing and we're getting, you know, good shit out. So I think that is kind of the difference. But I also have more control in terms of, you know, what's what's going to make the album in a sense. Not mm-hmm. to say that I'm picking the songs personally, but my opinion is is considered when we're putting these things together. Whereas as a publisher, they don't want my opinion. They just want my records. They want my producers. They want my songwriters to come in and help them. And then they'll go ahead and put their records out. So that's really the main difference. And on the artist side, I think my relationships have always been strong with artists because I always look at, once I find somebody that I fuck with and I like, and we have, you know, like personalities, then it makes it easy for me to really kind of like mesh with them. Like we can really hang out outside of just the studio. And I think that's really what kind of matters is just like, you know, you really, you really want to become friends with these people yeah, because it's like, that way you can understand them. You can understand when, what type of mood they're in or when something is going on in their life when it's like, okay, bet something's going on with, with this artist and, and his girlfriend or his kids. So maybe we need to lean into that and see if there's something there that we can make a song about. They can, they can make something touching or some shit, or maybe this person is just a turned up ass teenager <laughs> and we need to figure out how we, you know, portray his lifestyle to these other kids that want to be a part of that and they want to see that and want to live like that. So when you can really connect with a person and you have similar likes and taste levels and shit like that, that's when I, I feel like you get the best out of your artist because you kind of already know without it being said. And like with the Cole situation, it always worked because I've known Cole since I was 17. We went to college together. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even and, and I tell people this all the time. We weren't even like best friends in college. Like not to say that we're best friends now, but that's that's one of my brothers in life now. But like we really connected after college when we figured out we were both trying to figure this music industry shit out. Mm-hmm. And obviously him as an artist, me as an executive. And when he started coming to L.A. and hanging out and I would go to New York and just hang out and we would just be able to talk, whether it was in the studio or out of the studio or on tour. And it was just like, okay, bet we have similar taste levels. We have similar goals. And it's just like, okay, we can both, we can figure this shit out. You know what I mean? And I can help you in terms of like, these are the producers I think you should work with. I can introduce you to a Jake one at the right time. I can introduce you to a hit boy at the right time, or I can introduce you to a T minus at the right time and really kind of be like, okay, this is what I think you need to go fuck with right now. Because I just have an understanding of, where he is, what he's looking for, and what I feel, what we both feel like the next step needs to be. And that just comes from being around people, to be honest, and just spending time with them and, and clicking just right. as friends. And then as friends, we can obviously turn the friend switch off and be like, okay, bet we're in the studio, we're making a record, and this is who I think you should be fucking with. Or, or this is an artist I think you need to get with. It's funny, when I was listening to Middle Child when he played it, he obviously shouts out Drake in the beginning 
And me and my best friend Chase kind of made it a mission to make sure that these two niggas were cool <laughs> because everybody was like pitting them against each other. Like who's going to be Jay-Z? Who's going to be Nas? And we were like, eh, this shit is kind of corny. Like these niggas are completely different. They're not, neither one of them is going to be Jay-Z. Neither one of them is going to be Nas. They're going to be Drake and they're going to be J. Cole. And I remember Polo to Don had a skate party one night and they were both in LA and we just like schemed some shit. He was like, bro, you call Cole and have him come to the skate party and I'm going to have Drake pull up. And I think we, we, we got there with Cole early. Drake pulled up a little bit later. And as soon as Drake got there, we just had the niggas talk to where it was just like, they was able to just hang out, exchange information. And, you know, they obviously were like kind of fans of each other already, but we didn't want any of that stupid media shit and shit in the blogs to kind of get in their heads early. That gets hyped up. Like a lot of the time with, with, with big artists like that, it's like, you want to pit them together. And I, and I think I always say like, do people really want to see j cole and drake beef or kendrick and j cole beef like that's not good for just the way people listen to music now it just doesn't make sense right it, it was different it was different in the early 2000s era when you know it was like creating a drama now that we know so much about these people because remember when when ja rule and 50 cent were beef and we really knew nothing about mm-hmm. the real beginning and why that shit was it was just entertainment to us we didn't know how dangerous that shit really was for them. I didn't even know until I started working for 50 and he would tell me stories and I would just be like, Jesus, this is insane actually. Mm. But now that we know so much about these people, it would be lame to see that shit to where it's just like, y'all are both cool niggas. Y'all, neither one of y'all are into like any shit that would actually clash with the other person. So now nah, we would rather hear records with Drake and Kendrick or Drake and Cole or Kendrick and Cole then see dudes beef about shit. Like, cause at the end of the day, we would know like, okay, what y'all going to really fight when you see each other? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's funny, man. I, I'm glad y'all made that mission happen. Cause like, I always thought that beef was just so contrived and just like, it's forced. yeah, it's forced. <laughs> it's like, Cole isn't really that guy. Drake is definitely one of those, like, I want to be the best rapper. And he kind of has that energy, but even him kind of beefing with someone isn't something he'll first do. And I think that was just like, just the, the internet media mm-hmm. pitting them against each other rather than, and just fans too. I think fans are yeah. the cause of a lot of that shit. A lot of them were just writers to where it was just yep. like, oh, we gotta, we have to crown the next generation and these two mm-hmm. soon be ahead of the pack. But it's just like, don't pit the niggas against each other. And also leave Jay-Z and Nas out of it. Let these guys become who they're meant to be, not try to have them live up to some expectation that another artist has created in a totally different time and era. You know what I mean? Like, like it's funny. I think about it all the time. Sometimes it's like Cole started, Cole and Drake both started out when we were still pressing up CDs. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a totally different space where my laptop don't even have a CD player. So, and now we're in like, there's so many artists now that have never had CDs put in stores because stores don't even sell them. Like, so it's, it's weird to say that. That's why honestly, middle child is such a great song for Cole because it's like, he literally was like put in that middle air, like the middle of the transition of the music industry. I, both of them to where it's like, damn, niggas was really pressing up CDs. I remember going and buying 20 J. Cole uh, uh, sideline story CDs and just handing them out to kids on the street on my corporate card. Cause I was just trying to get my nigga numbers up. <laughs> so I was just like, but I can't even do that no more. I got to just grab somebody's phone and stream a song a million times. <laughs> if I'm trying to help. 
but you know, it's, it's completely different, but yeah, no, that was definitely something that me and Chase made like a definite, like we're going to make sure these niggas are friends. Like we're not going to let some writers pit them against each other because of some stupid shit of what they want to see happen. Like that shit was whack to us. This this is a great story. Thank you, man. Those are some great fucking stories, bro. That we I was just locked in. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play some ESTG, man. You, you heard that ESTG album? I haven't yet. I haven't. Well, you, all I know is designer is very mad at ESTG. Oh, he's oh, he's, he's very upset. <laughs> then he then he then he walked it back in like an hour. So, uh, but I would say don't listen to it if you if you if you're angry that day because you'll you'll definitely oh. go commit something. These days. <laughs> Angry Matt is is kind of like non-existent unless you really start playing with my clients or my money. So I'm not going to listen to it. Fuck it. All right. We're going to go into ESTG, The Realist, featuring Jeezy on Black Pink Radio. We'll be right back. Happy 40th birthday, Lil Wayne. What goat right there. I can't believe he's 40 oh. years old. Oh, I, I feel like he's been 30 like for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he's 60. <laughs> but it's crazy that he's That's 40. the worst part. That's the worst part, man. Oh, I'm just man. glad he's still here enjoying his life, man. Legend. So that, that was Shine Off the Carter. Actually, I, I got to ask, what what's everybody's favorite Lil Wayne al- uh, albums? Uh, 500 Degrees. 500 Degrees. Mine was a dedication, the first one. You could say, oh, oh, we, 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 I mean, I'm we just going there. We like, mixate, we I just, <laughs> I mean, if we got to go album, then there'll probably be a like, Carter 2. Carter 2, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, MC? So that'd be either two or three. Three just came off like 2007, which was, well, it came out in 2008, but 07, one of the greatest years I think I've ever seen somebody rap before, honestly. It just felt like he was over the entire world at that time. Oh, yeah. He was, he was fucking everywhere. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I really like Carter 2. I will say one thing. I don't know if this is controversial. I think we, I think we overhated Carter Four, yo. Um, there's records on. There's definitely records on Carter Four. A lot of records that he actually does live. I can tell he really likes Carter Four a lot, just off how many live records that he performs when he does his shows. Or that he just remembers those the most. Guy, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> really, that could be that he, too. Like, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Carter Four had a run, man. I mean, I, I think one of one of the one of one of like. One of the last like event albums that ever came out. Like he had just got out of jail. People waiting for it. He had Andre Three Thousand mm. pop up. Nobody even knew that he was gonna be on an album. Mm. Got and, and then had him with Tech Nine. That was that's still to me one of the most weirdest like like two people on the song. Carter Ford, did that have the the future and Drake song on there? Yeah. Uh, nah. But that was nah. That was uh, I'm not a human, I'm not being, a human too. being too. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Carter Four. I didn't really. Like, that was like the How to Love album. Yeah, that's all I think of that when I think. <laughs> that, of it. that was a hit. <laughs> that was a hit. Oh, but but John was, go, go ahead. John was on there. John was on there with Rick Ross. One of the great, one of the best rap songs. Oh man, for Florida that, niggas. That Ross, for Florida niggas. <laughs> for Florida niggas, there's no way everybody loves that Wayne and Ross song. It has to be. I'm not gonna lie. That's on my like airport playlist. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why is that song called John again? Uh, John no, Lennon. John Lennon. Uh, yeah, oh, John Lennon. 
Yeah. If I have I, no idea. If I died at Dave Barry Mute, because they took the I'm not a star line. Yeah. It's basically just I'm yeah, not a star exactly. remix. That's what it should have <laughs> been called. Like, I'm not, basically, I'm not a star part two for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MC, you had a question for, for, for Matt. Yeah, I did, Matt. Uh, I feel like over the past few years, as we talk about how social media can stir up things in beef, I just feel like social media has given such an inflated view of how the music creation works and how the process is. In your opinion, what's the biggest misconception that you've seen about the process online? Um, I think the biggest misconception about the creation probably is this whole industry plant conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like you create fan bases for people. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how people expect to be signed or found these days. Like, but I don't feel like people are planted in the industry to just be successful, whether it be Russ or Ice Spice or just like no, they 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 found a niche or or they got a co-sign and and got popping and, and kept the shit going. Or and some of them don't keep the shit going. But I think that's the biggest misconception that there's just like this underlying group of people in the industry that are like, these are the artists that we're going to like, they're really following the trends. Like we don't know what fans are going to fuck with or not, to be honest. Like we're all kind of throwing darts in the dark, trying to see what sticks when we turn the fucking light on. (laughs) And it's just like, I think that's the biggest misconception of like, how artists are created these days. It's like, no, we have not like we have the freedom now and the technology now to be able to create without a major studio anymore. Like you can literally create an album in in your bedroom. And now you have avenues and tools to put your music out and to market your music to, to your fans without having to get a major label to back you at first. Where before, even to just record a song, you had to know somebody at a recording studio. Then you had to know an engineer. And then to get to a point where you can get it out there, it's just like only thing niggas had was the radio. You couldn't find nobody to press up no CD for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be out in Times Square asking niggas to buy your shit. Like, <laughs> like, it's just like, so I feel like people discount what technology has done for the creatives to allow them the freedom to to build a fan base without having to convince a major label A&R that they're worth it because they don't have any proof of this shit yet. Now I can put my proof out there and say, look, I put this song out. It got 50,000 downloads on, on SoundCloud and I gained 10,000 followers on Instagram in, in a month. And it's like, okay, well, you obviously have some traction there. It's not that people are just like, oh, we're just going to go find some white kid from Orlando and make him a superstar. Like, shit don't work like that. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't the Backstreet Boys no more. No, <laughs> like, exactly. It was more of that back then than it is now. Like, as much as we want to talk shit about people like this, like Little Pump, for instance, like, what for whatever reason, the same way niggas is, is posting period ah shit, people was talking about <laughs> little Gucci shit, bro. Like, as much as we knew he wasn't a great artist and Niggas was fucking with the little the, with the Gucci record that he had. I can't even. I don't even know the name of the shit no more. It's called Gucci Game. But, <laughs> so it's just like people was fucking with it. Whether they was making fun of it, you was reposting the shit. Mm-hmm. You was talking about it. It was a topic of conversation. What you think somebody's not gonna try and monetize off of that? I ain't even gonna front. 
Lil Pump sent uh, Anwar a crazy record for his album. <laughs> a crazy record. This shit is actually really fucking good. So, so shout out Lil Pump. I hope he gets back out here. You know hey, what I mean? Like, but, you know, I think, that, I think that people discount the power of, you know, of, of technology and what it's allowed creatives to do in terms of just taking their career in their own hands. Like, it's not, it's, like, like, like you said earlier, it's not the Backstreet Boys anymore. It's not where I can just go take five kids from different parts of the country, put them in a group, put them with the best top songwriters, because we don't know if people are going to buy into that. Like, the only place that works right now is Korea with shit like BTS. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, other than that, where kids are very smart, man. Like, right. I don't, I, and I don't, under, like, people underestimate how smart kids are and how much their taste levels have even increased. Like I see little kids on planes working iPads better than their parents. Mm -hmm. They know how to find what they like very easily. YouTube is a very easy thing for a child to navigate. And then once you add the shit on the side where it's like, well, if you like this, you're probably going to like this. Like I don't discount how smart kids are and don't discount how powerful technology is because these algorithms be smart as fuck. They know, they know if you like a couple of things then you're going to like these other couple of things. Like I've had to recently get into fucking TikTok just, just to kind of be aware of what shit is going on. Cause it wasn't something that I was like running to get on. Like I was really cool with stopping at Instagram, but Mm. it was like, okay, bet I'm, can't be a vice president of a label and not know how to work TikTok. I'd yeah. be a real asshole if I did that. <laughs> hey, and listen, I, I got some friends that could send you some 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 crazy TikToks daily. My my good friend Cyrus, he could get you right. Oh no, <laughs> please no. I'm scared of that. Like TikTok <laughs> is a very scary place, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I saw niggas making Nyquil chicken, I was just like, dude, is a little different. But but, no, but but I think a, a lot a lot of that and, and you're right like like kids and, and the youth are, are very much like pushing this shit forward and that's why when I look at some people in media like they get so territorial almost about what they consider the sanctity and purity of music it's like bro like you guys are behind like there's kids that that know what you guys should be listening nah, to and what you should be talking about nah that's real shit I, I shit I remember when I was a kid I was probably the first. Of my, I, I get all of my musical taste from my older cousins. I would steal their CDs and tapes as a kid, listen to them shits, figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. And I was the first person to bring Eminem in. And I was listening to the Slim Shady LP like crazy. And I remember them, my cousins would look at me like, you fucking with this white boy? Like, what the fuck is you doing? Three years later, you know, come Marshall Mathers LP or however long it was after that, they was like, oh man, that guy's kind of fucking good. You was right. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm the kid. You guys were adults at the time and you get stuck in your ways as an adult. Even me to this day, you can ask my trainer, anything I'm listening to when I work out, it probably came out between the time I was in high school and the time I was in college. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of stuck in my ways now. As much as like it's still my job to go out and discover new shit and be a part of it and help create new artists in my, in my downtime and just my personal time, I'm still going to go back to my favorite songs that I know word for word. Mm-hmm. Then you ain't going and to the, you ain't going to the yeet. You ain't, you ain't listening to yeet, bro. I'm not fucking with yeet <laughs> on my personal time. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it might not be a good business decision, but I'm just saying on my personal time, that's not something that I'm going to go to. It's to say, I used to wonder why, 
when I'll be in the car with my dad, I'm always listening to these old ass oldies. And then I realized <laughs> this is the shit he was listening to when he was in high school and in his early 20s. And then you kind of get stuck in that. This is what I like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's kind of like food. If a nigga like chicken tenders and he see chicken tenders on a menu, he ordering that shit. I don't care what restaurant he at. If a nigga see chicken tenders and fries, it's like, okay, bet. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that. Yeah, but it's a, kinda, it's a difference between chicken tenders and then, like, night NyQuil chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of... <laughs> it's, a, it's a complete difference. But I'm just saying, like, you know, as much as your taste level can elevate, like, shit, mine has been. I used to tell people I don't eat raw fish. I had tuna tartare a couple weeks ago, and I lost my mind. And I was like, bro, what have I been missing? That's like the worst <laughs> of the raw fish, though. <laughs> I did not fucking tuna tartare. I hate that shit. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. It was it was my introduction, my G. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to figure it out. But at the same time, they didn't have chicken tenders on their menu. If they'd had chicken tenders, I probably wouldn't have touched that fucking tuna. <laughs> No, it, it, and 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 again, like I feel like the 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 tastes are changing, the the mood is changing. Me and Josh had a conversation a couple of months ago about the TikTok thing because he said something that got people riled up about where TikTok was in the place of, of how people market this music. And and again, like it's it's time to kind of shed that and 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 come up with some new strategies. Has, has that changed? Has TikTok changed your strategies too, Josh? I never, I've never been. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely. I think on the marketing side. Yeah, that's where eyes are. I think, yeah. you know, as, as, Absolutely. yeah, as, you know, as technology progresses and we get new tools and more platforms, like it's definitely going to change your strategy. And I think, you know, if you haven't changed your strategy as a marketer, then you're behind, you're lost already. So yeah, absolutely. Bro, there's, there's so much content for these kids to absorb. Short form media is the leading way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, these kids ain't. Ain't about to sit up and watch a three-minute music video no more. The only way you're going to get them to watch a three-minute music video is if you've saturated their mind with enough short-form media to make them feel like, oh, I want to go watch this video now because I done seen so many different clips of it teased to me in these different spaces to where now I got to see what this fucking music video is about. But ain't nobody running to YouTube to be like, the Beyonce video dropping today. Oh, yeah. No. they're going to watch basically damn near the whole music video on TikTok before they get to the point of saying, oh, I'm going to want to watch this whole video now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've adapted those habits. Like, you know, me with videos now, it's like if I watch the clip on Instagram, then I've watched the video. Because <laughs> like, yeah, they play I, the best parts in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, the best part. And sometimes you might get the full video on Instagram. Yeah. Like they might post the oh, full yeah. three or two minutes or so. Yeah. And I think now artists and just labels and just music in the general, I think they're more inclined to give you um, you know, they will want you to watch the 30 second clip 15 times rather than watch the full video. Like, I think the way they're trying to uh, give you music and see music to you is just more in a short form way. And, you know, you just got to be able to adapt and play that game. And I love like I've come to really love TikTok. Like I use it as like a Google search engine engine. I'll go in there and be like, you know, how to fry fish and I'll get a million different instructions. Oh, real shit. Real shit. I definitely have. I, at first I was just like, OK, I don't understand. How does it? pick what I want to watch because I'm not literally following people like that on TikTok. And then as I got into like doing the searches more for certain shit, even whether it's just searching for songs or something to see like, okay, what are people doing when they're listening to Boston Richie? Or how are like what is their interaction with TikTok or with these various songs? Like it's taught me a lot, even like, and I'm not a marketer, but it even just tells me how people are ingesting this music and what they want to do. Like Motherfuckers want to be able to do a little quick 15 minute. I don't even, I don't know if it's dancing or what it is, but like, 
if if they can't do that to a song to them right now, it's probably not a hit. Right, right. And and we, we just played a Lil Wayne song and I mentioned it while we were on break. I said, damn, this song long as fuck. It's just three sixteens. <laughs> Listen, I used to be I used to post shit on Instagram on my little stories. If you follow me, you know, sometimes I'll just post random thoughts and text because I got suspended from Twitter, so I can't <laughs> post them on Twitter anymore. So now I have to use Instagram to be my Twitter. But that's here nor there. But I used to always be like, man, bring back the third verse. And <laughs> I don't know if I want third verses anymore. I definitely don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't I'm mind not, a third I, verse if it's fire. I think, you know, Jay has some great third verses in his career where he just came and just like, all right, like I'm about to burn the building down. Drake is very much like that too. And, uh, cool. I think cool. the great ones do that. And, yeah. you know, I want a third verse from them. Artists nowadays barely give you a second verse. So yeah. I don't even think we have to worry. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I, even, really. I even see some of the most really? popular artists not even give us like a first verse. I think one, one thing I never noticed, like that Callum and Future song with, with SZA, like he don't got a verse on that. Like that first yeah. verse, he don't say nothing. It's like three bridges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like the, the, the conversation of song structure has completely changed. Like you can't even think about it where it used to be like, okay, intro, verse, hook, verse maybe a bridge going into a hook like it was just like these kids do what they want like they'll do a hook in the beginning and then do a 24 bar, 24 bar verse and then they'll do another hook and then i'm out of here and then you're kind of like damn where's the hook at yeah i, I feel like that all the time I, like artists i work with to this day i'm just like bro like you got to give me something that i can chant or sing like <laughs> if you can't give me a hook then i don't know what you're doing like you just it's like poetry. One of your favorite artists kind of eliminated that, Josh. Like, Future made hooks many verses. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it is, too? I feel like Future has a great grasp of melody where it's like he might be giving yeah. you – it might seem like he just is stream of conscious, but he's giving you different melodies where it's like, all right, I feel it. It switches up there. Mm-hmm. Where other artists don't have that yeah. ability and it's just like, all right, bro, you just you just mandered through a, a, a two-minute song. <laughs> It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's on follow the leader mode. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, if I don't got to say the same word 18 times in the hook to make it catchy, then I won't do that. I'll just repeat the first four catchy bars that I could come up with. And that's my hook now. Yeah. I, I mean, but it won't even be like, no, it'll, it'll literally be the same melody, the same pattern, the same cadence as the verse. Just I'm saying this shit over. Like, I'll be having a look when I, I love Boston Richie. Sometimes I'll be having to figure out where's the hook again. <laughs> like he's saying, he just be talking, song. bro. You know, they don't switch their voice, their vocal tone, no nothing. It's just like, okay, you got to really figure out the hook from the beat, from the part of the, that goes around. The, like, oh, okay, bet this is the hook because this beat part then then doubled over. Yeah, one one well, thing I, about Richie, it's not like he just be rapping over the instrumental. Like, like he got he got to got that off of J Arms CD or some shit. Like he just be rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but we we are we're at an hour. I would be remiss to get off the air today without saying R.I.P. to Coolio, man. This shit just happened right before we went on oh, air. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah, he he just passed away. They just announced it at the time. I didn't want to like kind of harsh the mood at the beginning of the show, but um they just wow. found out he passed away at fifty nine, they're saying cardiac arrest. Um just a shock, man. I I I mean more first okay. and foremost, like go ahead, go ahead, man. I actually got a crazy story, not even a crazy story, but like 
I told you guys earlier, my uncle was a producer. Mm-hmm. My uncle produced Gangsta's Paradise. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. We were just talking about that. I was talking about how much that, that song, video, everything just scared me. <laughs> that shit was... It definitely scared me straight. I was scared like, you? Literally? Yeah. I mean, it was dark. It was like the whole interrogation room. Like I was like, I'm good, bro. Yeah, you good. was watching that video. That video is six minutes long. Yeah. See? <laughs> It was a little bit of an eerie flip of a Stevie Wonder record. So now that I think about it, it could be a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, man. That was some scary straight shit. I remember that movie, too. I'm blanking on the name. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. I, I remember seeing that in theaters at the Magic. This shit won a good, bro. Gangsta's Paradise won a Grammy. Oh, yeah. That's a great record. I don't scary, That's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, Coolio, the OG. Rest in peace to the legend. We're gonna we're gonna play us out with Fantastic Voyage, Coolio. I think this might be the right version. We never know. If it ain't, I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna say my bad, and I'm gonna play the right version. But uh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, Matt, for being on the show. This has been a long time coming, man. I appreciate you. Uh, absolutely, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Josh, for taking my threat seriously. But um, nah, man, it was it was definitely fun. This is one of the funner ones that I've done, so I, I appreciate it. Man, thank you for real, absolutely. And, and just just for for anyone who subscribes to our Patreon, this will go up on Friday. Um, we're gonna have a new episode for you guys next week. I don't know what we're talking about, Josh. We're gonna be talking about some shit. People love last 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 episode. Yeah, I don't know. We got I got a bunch of shit. We can talk about me, you know, my uh, social impact award. <laughs> You know, I just want to thank everybody in the wow. community. Um, wow. Shout out to all my fellow activists out there. You know, oh, I'm, the about to, I'm about to kill you for this. <laughs> okay, if you don't want to talk about Josh P's social activism award, you can just bring me back. I'm I'm free. Okay, thank you because this thing about the cap for uh, for 20 minutes. I I want I want you to recite your speech so I can break it down and just tell all the, oh, all yeah. the ways you lied. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you guys for listening to Black Pin Radio. We'll be back in two weeks i think we got a guest for two weeks i think we already locked somebody in uh we'll announce that pretty soon on our patreon thanks to all the listeners um we'll see you guys uh next week for another episode of black print so until next time here's coolio with uh fantastic voyage i'm hoping it's the right version if it's not i'm gonna just say fuck it and we can play the right version. i think it got three verses on it too so we'll see you guys later peace Yo, Amazon hooked us up with the motherfucking that was the, uh, WWE nah. SmackDown version. <laughs> that, was the, that was the Hidden Beach version. Nah. <laughs> I remember Hold Hidden on, Beach. Man. No, there's no oh, way. The Y'all played the Kids Bop version? Man. Hold on, bro. That's the Hidden Beach nah, version. I, I might have to call. We might have to call uh, Amp on this one, bro. Matt, Bezos, what's good, man? Bezos, what's going on? There's no, there's no Coolio on this. Nah, I was like, go on YouTube, go on YouTube and watch the Fantastic Voice video. I don't even think that song can be listened to without watching the video. Exactly. Man, for real. What, one the of the and Kel theme song on there? Nah, man, you don't got that shit, man. That that sucks. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play another one of my favorite songs. This is Nas and Az to fly us. My bad, y'all. This shit is crazy. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, next week on the Blood Print. <laughs> <laughs>